Bag, Kid Rock taking us out right here on a Friday night. The weekend is here. And you know what? It's time for our weekend football. Tonight we're taking it back to the 1996 district playoffs. Corona Cavaliers and the DeWitt Panthers going at it in the playoffs, baby. And next Friday, we uh, bring back the live action as we kick off the boys' football season. St. John's and Grand Ledge next Friday night, 7 o'clock kickoff. Right now, let's take it back. Let's take it back to the future with Ted Patel, the Z92.5 sports guy, and a Friday night lights classic football game with Z92.5 The Castle. Hey, sports fans, it's a great day at Sports Scene. Pick up a copy of our newest magazine at your local high school sporting event or at a retail outlet near you. Great stories on your favorite high school and student-athletes. Looking for sports photos? Sports Scene has them. We are at the games. Check us out at highschoolsportsscene.com. See thousands of photos and stories at highschoolsportsscene.com. Keeping our high schools and student-athletes in the news. Z92.5 The Castle is a proud supporter of high school sports and sports scene. Very low back deep. They're bringing nine to high stand, and they didn't get the block. The ferry fields it at the 34. 35. 40. It's a block. Go to the side. It's the only down the roof. Oh, he's got it on the 30. The 20. The 10. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Go flag on the field, and Ferry breaks it off. Is filling in. The cheerleaders are stretching. The band is tuning up, and the popcorn is popping. In the locker rooms, the coaches and players are preparing for the task at hand. Emotions are reaching a fever pitch as one team will celebrate the thrill of victory, while the other will feel the painful sting of defeat. Sportsnet Michigan and Z925 are proud to present the Castle Game of the Week. Kickoff is right around the corner, so let's go to the press box. Here's the Z925 Sports Guy. Ted Fatel. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our week three of Castle Classics right here on Z92.5. Our presentation tonight is our encore of the exciting playoff game all the way back to 1996 as the Corona Cavaliers travel to DeWitt to take on the Panthers. Our sponsors tonight include Alderman's and Lennon, Allaby and Brubaker Insurance, Appleby Oil and Propane, Bex Trailer Superstore and Service Center, CLH Insurance, Fast Eddie's, Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal, Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, Graham's Accounting, Hub Tire Center, Jacob's Insurance, also on board, KP Auto Body, Mars Furniture, Memorial Healthcare, Oaks Fisher Insurance, Ovid Service Agency, Sports Scene, Victory Heating and Cooling, Young Buick GMC, Young Chevrolet Cadillac, and Three Point Podcast. The drive of the game tonight is brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso, saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. Well, as you know, every week before the game, we feature a pregame interview with a player, coach, or media member who will reminisce with me just a bit before the kickoff. Tonight, we welcome former Cavalier player and head coach of the 96 Cavs, Chris Curtis. Well, Chris, first of all, welcome to tonight's Castle Classic. Uh, it's a chance for you to kind of go back in time and, and maybe bring up our listeners on what you're up to, especially with today's day and age of COVID-19 and where you're at nowadays. Yeah, thanks, Des. Good, good being part of this. Well, right now I'm, I'm 
down in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, actually, um, a northern uh, suburb town called Canton. Met a, a big 7A school down here and, and uh, coaching wide receivers. And uh, it's a brand new place for me. The last five years, I've been at Ola High School in South Metro Atlanta as a defensive coordinator there and made the move here to the north side for this year. And so it's been a great move and really happy with what I'm, what I'm doing right now. Well, fantastic. I mean, they love their football down in that neck of the woods, and it must be, oh, yeah. must be enjoyable still being a part of it, huh? Yeah, and exactly. And we played, actually last Wednesday, we played the, the first football game in the state of Georgia as part of the Corky Kell Classic, which is a big showcase. It's an eight-game showcase that kicks off the season here in Georgia with some of the top teams in the state, and we were part of that. It was televised. at Sports Illustrated. It was here at ESPN as part of the media credentials were passed out and so it was a big night for high school football here in the state of Georgia and kind of kicked off our season in a, in a really fun way. Well that's what's going on now but we got you on we want some of your memories of 96 and specifically maybe uh, thoughts on that team and the DeWitt contest that sent you to the big matchup against Lumen Christie which didn't come up quite the way you wanted it but it was one heck of a season. It was a great season, and, you know, I think back on that team, um, you know, we were two years removed from the 1994 team that uh, we really felt like had a chance to play in the state championship game and, and, and just got beat by Millington that year. So the 96 team comes around, and we started off awesome and went seven straight games. I think at one point we were ranked number two in the state, and we had some injuries, and we rested some kids and lost the last two games. I think it was against maybe Dearborn Heights Robichaud and then Fowlerville at the end, the last, which was our traditional ninth game of the season. And so we kind of limped into the playoffs a little bit, but but we ended up kind of, I think we beat Millington maybe in the first round. I, I've lost my train of my, uh, my memory on that. No, I think I you're right. Set yeah. us up for the DeWitt game and, uh, and having to travel DeWitt for that regional championship. Well, uh, he had some pretty good players on that team for sure. Matt Pangborn had a big night that night with 183 yards passing and a couple touchdowns. In fact, one of the touchdown passes was to Tom Corey, his first catch of his career. And uh, Adam Riley also had a TD catch. And some of the other kids on the team, maybe you can talk a little bit about uh, the, the senior leadership you had. Larry Clay and Steve Sobeck, just a couple. Wait, Larry Clay, and Quincy Glass, Whitney Benko, Adam Riley, of course, you know, and, and Larry Clay there in the middle on that defense. Yeah. It was a pretty tough, hard-nosed group of kids. And they had a mission. That I remember when we got to the playoffs and we kind of were stumbling into the playoffs, and we had a team meeting, and Jeff Pangborn and, and Matt Pangborn, Jeff was the younger brother of Matt, Jeff stood up. He was just a sophomore, and he said, we're going to do this, we're going to do this right. And it kind of set the whole tone for us through that playoff run. And a really emotional day over there at DeWitt. You know, for sure. Right. Those kids were, you know, I'm, I'm sure today they, they can, they know exactly what that felt like. It would be a memory that they'll never, they'll never forget. Well, with uh, COVID and the cancellation of high school football here in the state of Michigan, you know, we decided to go with our Castle Classics, but we're really happy that now the, the state has opened up. We're going to start football coming up another week down the road, so this will be our last Classic. So we picked a good one for you, Chris. And uh, speaking of good ones, I mean, you were a standout on the football field and track at Corona as a high school kid. You, you went on to coach the team. You were athletic 
athletic director. You came back and coached. Just some of your memories of your coaching career at Corona. Well, you know, I, I was a little bit really blessed when I first started coaching because we had so many great kids. And I, I was an assistant coach for five years before I became the head coach. But when I became the head coach, Scott Moeller had really – turned that whole program around, and I was the beneficiary of that. And we had some awesome kids between football and track. You know, we won a state championship in track and, and went to the state semifinals in football and, you know, won conference championships and regional championships. It was just a – it was such a great group of kids through that period of time. You know, and then I left and went down to college, and then I came back as the athletic director and was assistant principal and did that for eight years. And then went back into coaching – trying to help rebuild the program and, and in a lot of ways that second time around it certainly wasn't what I from a wins and loss standpoint what we were, you know had been accustomed to and what we really wanted but I really felt like we kind of got the program back in shape and in order and then Kyle Robinson just you know he did he's done such a great job with it since and Toronto is such a, a close-knit community, and just it's always in my heart and in my soul, and, and I was always really happy to, to serve the community and our school and our athletic programs through all those years. Well, I know you have some duties when we will air this game on the castle in Z92.5.com, but uh, we'll also repost it on our podcast site, which is Three Point Podcast, so maybe you'll get a chance to listen to it down the road. It's kind of a neat one because we start off the broadcast with a Cavalier cheerleading squad cheer for the Cavs, and then we do a pregame interview with you. Stick around for the end because we interview you again postgame along with some of the players, so this one truly is a classic. All right, it's almost time for kickoff. Let's go back. Back to the future to 1996 and the DeWitt Panther Den for this week's Castle Classic. WJSE, Ashley Awaso, C925, the Castle. This C925 Castle Classic football game was previously recorded from a prior broadcast. This is the 1996 regional playoffs, Corona Cavaliers versus DeWitt Panthers. Panthers will face the beat, all takes is one heartbeat. Let's go, Cavs! Let's go, Cavs! Well, thanks very much, Corona Cavalier cheerleaders. You can tell they're into it, and I know the coach and the team is into it. I've got the head coach here for just a moment here on our pregame show, Chris Curtis. Chris, uh, we've got ideal weather conditions. The field looks like it's a little bit slick. Is that any concern for you? Well, you know, I don't know. We went out last night and practiced on ours, and it was more slick than this. And so, I don't know. I think in a game like this, you just don't really worry about, about issues like that. You just come out and play hard. I know one key factor in this game, obviously, is going to be the defense. You had just a very stellar job last week against Millington. You're going to be facing a high-powered wishbone attack here led by Matt Dotson for the Panthers. Are you changing anything? Or are you going head-up football like you've done all year? We, we've come this far doing what, we, what we've done all year long, and that's just playing smash ball football, and, and we're not going to really change too much of what we're doing today. But I know also you're getting ready to have your final chat with the team before they start this big regional championship. Any, uh, anything you want to pass on to us here, maybe a sneak preview of what you might be saying to the team? Well, um, I think the biggest thing uh, that I'll just say to them is let's just stick together as a team just like we have all year long and, and, and let's be tough in the tough times. And, and this team is, has done that all year, and, um, and we've got to do it today too. Okay, Coach, good luck to you, and uh, we'll be talking to you for sure on Monday night. All right. I'll see you next time. Well, thank you to Coach Curtis, and thank you, WJSZ listeners, for tuning in to this special live on tape game. It will be the Class B Regionals from DeWitt Memorial Field.
the DeWitt Panthers, number 10 in Class B, taking on the Corona Cavaliers, 8-2. and two. They were rated number 5 at one time during this season in Class B, lost their final two regular season games, but they got healthy, and they came out and had a very, very impressive win last week against Millington, shutting out the high-flying Millington Cardinals, 14 to nothing. I'm Ted Patel. My partner is Chris McMillan. And, Chris, again, I think this game is going to come down to the Cavaliers' defense trying to shut down this high-powered wishbone option attack. And, really, DeWitt runs the wishbone the way it's supposed to be run. Yeah, it's going to be another great test for this defensive unit. It's a defensive team that uh, showed up last week. It's a team that we hadn't seen since the third week of the season, and they're going to have to be every bit as sharp today. Of course, the Cavaliers, everybody on that defensive side of the ball a week ago really were standouts. It was nice to see the Rock'em Sock'em Robots, Larry Clay and Adam Riley back in uniform and back. It looked like 100%. And also, I think one of the real key factors in that ball game was cornerback Steve Sobak. Sobak, I think, missed a tackle on about the second or third play from scrimmage. Came over to the sidelines, had a little chat with Coach Chris Curtis, and then he just played like a man possessed after that and had some just unbelievable open field tackles to lead the Cavaliers in the secondary. Oh, absolutely true, Ted. And also Quincy Glass and another corner played an outstanding game and shut down the All-Stater for sales to uh, 39 yards for the game. Cavaliers are healthy. The DeWitt Panthers are healthy. And DeWitt has some local connections to the Mid-Michigan Bee as their head coach, Gail Thornton, now in his 17th year over here at DeWitt. High school graduate of the first class of Ovid Elsie High School in 1967. He had a short Army stint and then uh, went up to Mount Pleasant and collegiately studied at Central Michigan University, graduate of 1974. He uh, has been teaching geometry over here at DeWitt for years, and as I mentioned, his 17th year as head coach, 106 victories, 57 defeats, and in fact, uh, earlier this season in... Um, I think it was the fourth week of the season he picked up his career victory number 100. Well, he's got a great program going over here, especially the last eight or nine years. They've been a dominant Class B program, and one most schools try to model their uh, sports program after is this DeWitt program. Well, we'll have the opening kickoff and also the starting lineups. Game two of our high school football triple header here this afternoon. And don't forget, immediately following this game, you'll be able to tune in live on tape in its entirety. Morris and Detroit East Catholic as Coach Bill McCarrick's Orioles try to pick up victory number two in the playoff dance. Well, one thing in this game, Chris, we have saw all season long, the Cavaliers out of their wishbone really trying to go to their fullback most of the time when they can and that's of course Mike run to the border and the Cavaliers probably are going to try and do that again today and also maybe mix in a little bit of the pass. The reason I say they might try and run it up the middle with border is with not very large up front. In fact there are two nose tackles. One is Dave Felder 155 pounds and John Braska is 190 pounds but of course Jay Larner their middle linebacker pushing 200 pounds has really been on a lot of tackles this season. Well, that's been Coach Curtis's bread and butter play all year out of the broken bone. His border up the middle, if they can run that successfully, it's going to get bit, be a big help. But, of course, uh, this DeWitt team played a huge birch run team last week, and the size difference didn't seem to matter too much. 31 to nothing, the Panthers over Birch Run. You're absolutely right. The Panthers were able to use their quickness in that contest. And, you know, we have just a gorgeous November 16th afternoon here. The sun is out. Field's in pretty good shape. The grass is mowed pretty low, and it's a little bit slick out there. They had the aerator out there earlier in the week. And footing could be a factor here for this afternoon's game. And if it is slippery at all, I would think the advantage would go to the Cavaliers just due to the fact that DeWitt relies mainly on their quickness. 
Okay, I'll go along with that, Ted, but I think both teams, you know, run the same offense. It's a triple option offense, and I think both teams need good footing. DeWitt went the season 8-0 before their final regular season game with Mason, and it was the Mason Bulldogs defeating DeWitt 28-7, but the Panthers, of course, knew they were already in the playoffs. DeWitt started out the season defeating St. John's 20-13, followed by their Ingham County League opener against Hazlitt, and they downed the Vikings 28-21. Portland was next, and DeWitt pitched their only shutout of the season, 15-0. Then there was the first of two common opponents, in week four, it was DeWitt over Fowlerville in just what must have been a tremendous game, 28-25. to Stockbridge, who was down this year, was the next victim, 46-7, followed by Perry, 24-13. Then the other big, big game for DeWitt this season against Williamston, 20-14. to Then Ovid Elsie traveled over here and really gave DeWitt all they could handle. It may have been a factor of the Panthers looking a little bit ahead to Mason and maybe a little let down after Williamston. But anyway, Ovid Elsie really hung tough with them, losing only 17-14. to And of course, last week, though, DeWitt got everything going the right way on a Friday night. 31 to nothing over Birch Run. A solid schedule and a solid Ingham County League. Again, you know, DeWitt won the conference for the third consecutive time, the first time that's ever happened. Well, this is just a program that just kind of reloads anymore over here. Uh, they, I don't think they're expected to, uh, in a preseason, do as well as they have, but uh, tradition does a lot for kids every year. Yeah, you're exactly right. In the preseason and, in fact, all the way up to about the midpoint of the season, people couldn't believe that the Panthers were rolling on undefeated, but uh, undefeated they were all the way up through week number eight. Cavaliers, uh, as everybody in the mid-Michigan area knows, started out the year 7-0, and defeating consecutively Bay City, John Glenn, Linden, Ovid Elsie, Chesanine, Alma, a tough 10-7 to win over St. John's. Another tough win over Ionia to clinch the outright MMB crown, 20-12. to But then Cavaliers were banged up. Dearborn Heights, Robichaud came into the Nicanese Stadium and took a 20 to nothing win away from the Cavaliers. Fowlerville down the Cavaliers in Gladiator Country in Week 9, 27 to 23, but then the Cavaliers themselves regrouped, winning 14 to nothing over Millington last week. So that kind of sets the stage. It's the Mid Michigan B champions against the Ingham County League champions, Corona and Dewitt, and we're about ready to kick things off. Any final words here of Wisdom, partner? Well, I only hope this game is as good and exciting as the Class B Regional Baseball game we did over here in June with uh, Duet winning that one nothing. Uh, two classy schools, two classy coaches. Should be a great one. We were certainly over here for that one. Here's the defensive lineup for DeWitt's Panthers. As I mentioned, the two nose tackles out of their 6-3 alignment, John Braska and Dave Fielder. The two outside tackles are Ryan Ashbrook, 5'6", 180, and Bob Hagerman, 6'2", 190. The two defensive ends, Rob Elliott, 185-pound senior, and Dan Weeks, 165-pound 12th grader. And they go with three linebackers, the man in the middle, Jay Larner, 6'1", 190. The two outside backers, Brian Wardell, 200-pound senior, and Brad Zielakowski, a 5'10", 170-pound junior. And then the two safety men, Nick Vartanian and Chris Ripstra. I'll give you the Cavalier offense in just a moment. It's going to be DeWitt kicking off to the Cavaliers. They'll have the wind at their back here in the first quarter, the wind coming out of the south. 
And here is the kickoff by Matt Dotson. High end over end kick fielded by Jason Doggett at the 10. The 15 cuts up around the left side, 20. Breaks one tackle, 25. He has some room. 30, 35, up to the 40-yard line. Has run out of bounds at about the 42-yard line. Cavaliers will take over in good field position. Snapping the ball will be Brian Fitzgerald, the 6-foot, 190-pound senior. The two guards, Rob Braid at 210 and Mike Mitasinka at 195, a pair of juniors. Two tackles will be Larry Clay, the 210-pound senior, and Dan Buckley, 180-pound senior. Tight end will be Tom Corey for this afternoon's game, and Steve Soback will be the split end. In the backfield, quarterback Matt Pangmore and his fullback Mike Border and the halfbacks Adam Riley and Quincy Glass. Straight wishbone. Here's a handoff to Adam Riley. He puts the head down, breaks one tackle, but has stood up after about maybe a two-yard gain. It was Dan Weeks, the first one there for the DeWitt Panthers on that tackle. So we're underway here from DeWitt. DeWitt and Corinne are live on tape game. You know, I think you really got to expect both defenses to play well because they've seen this offense all year long in practice. Nothing new, no surprises. Second down and eight for the Cavaliers. They have it at the 44-yard line, their own 44. They break out of their huddle now and send Steve Stoll back here on the near side. And it's Tom Corey on the far side. Straight wishbone again. Getting away from that flex. Here's Pangborn, quarterback keeper himself around the left end. Is hit at the line of scrimmage and maybe gets to the 45 as he is gang tackled by Panthers that time. Jay Larner, Bob Hagerman, and Brian Wardell all in on that tackle. And another little new wrinkle there as it was just a straight snap to quarterback Matt Pangborn. He took the ball and just ran around the left end, but not for much room. Yeah, new wrinkle, but didn't seem proved to be too much of a problem for this Panther defense course coming off that whitewashing they put on uh, Birch Run last week. Of course the Panthers have nine players, now ten players in the five foot, five yard box. Here's the handoff by Pangborn to Mike Border and no room at all as he is sacked in the backfield. Bradley Zielakowski, the first one there for the Panthers and right now the DeWitt Panthers have the momentum advantage defensively really coming up big here. Playing very well. It's just two yards in that initial series for the Cavaliers. Three and out for the Golden Black, and the Panthers will get their hands on the ball after this punt. It'll be Don Van Loon punting the ball for the Cavaliers. Just underway here from DeWitt. No score. Cavaliers have been stopped on their initial drive. Van Loon standing back at his own 33-yard line. Here's his punt. High end over end punt bounces in front of the deep man Braxa. He picks it up on the second bounce, but the Cavaliers are there to make sure he goes down. Brett Geeskin, the first one there for the Cavaliers, along with Rob Braid. So the Panthers will start off start off on offense here. Brian Wardell will snap the ball. He's a 200-pounder. Two guards, Bob Hagerman and Paul Tate, both 190-pound juniors. Brad Zielakowski will be at one tackle along with Ty McClure. Split end will be Chris Ripstra and the tight end Jay Larner. Matt Dotson, who the Cavaliers are really going to have to key on, five foot nine hundred seventy pound senior at quarterback, out of the wishbone, hands it off to his fullback Nate Paul, and he may have fumbled the ball on the carry, and he did, and it's recovered by the Cavaliers. Looks like Mike Border recovered that fumble. And the Cavaliers will have it inside the 30-yard line of DeWitt at about the 27-yard line. Big break for the Cavs. First turnover. Big break for the Cavaliers. Of course, they turned Millington over six times last week, and that was a big factor in that game. 
And, you know, we talked about it early in that game when the Cavaliers did get the one turnover and we talked about them having to drive it in. You've got to drive it in for points when you get it in good position. Pangborn breaks them out of the huddle, out of the wishbone again. Pangborn's deep pitch back to Quincy Glass, and the Panthers read it absolutely perfectly. Rob Elliott had one key to read, and that was the pitch man, and he was all over Quincy on that one. And it looks like right now Gail Thornton is Panthers know what play is coming. Yeah, you, you see Duet running the 6-3. What can be effective against this defense is the passing game, and I think you're going to see Pangborn go to the air here pretty soon. Well, I know we were talking with assistant coach Charlie LeCure on the way over here, and he felt that they probably would go to the airwaves more than normal today against this team that is playing so many players at the line of scrimmage. Steve Sobeck would be his go-to receiver. He's split here this way. Pangborn runs the wishbone option right this time, breaks a tackle, cuts across the 30, up to maybe the original line of scrimmage. Quincy had been sacked for about a five-yard loss the play prior to that, so it's going to bring up third down and ten. Good pursuit again. Zelaskowski and Chris Ripstra both in on that tackle. So we got a big third down play coming up here for the Cavaliers. They have it in DeWitt territory at the 27-yard line, 8.35 to go here in this first quarter on 92.5. Our live on tape game number two here this afternoon. Steve Sobeck splits way out on the left side, out of the wishbone again. Corey tight right, fake to the fullback border. He's looking at the tight end, Corey, and Pangborn overthrows him in the right corner of the end zone. He did have some single coverage that time with Nick Martinian. But it is incomplete, and it'll bring up fourth down now in 10 yards to go for the Cavaliers. And they're really struggling offensively getting anything at all going right now. Well, you get to this round of the playoffs, and a lot of teams are going to struggle offensively because teams are built around their defense, and they're all going to be good defensively here. Cavaliers have a strong, probably 25-mile-per-hour wind gusting right in their face right now, so they're a little bit longer than they want to be for field goal distance, so they send Jason Doggett at one wide out. Double slots. Pangborn takes a snap, looking to Sobek. He has lots of time, throws it now to Quincy Glass over in the right corner on the pick play, and it was off his fingertips as he ran out of real estate, not a bad looking play as it ran, but DeWitt holds the Cavaliers again. Good job of DeWitt. They did not lose any momentum on the turnover. Kept their uh, intensity and played tough defensively. Impressed right now with the way DeWitt is playing here defensively. Defensively for the Cavaliers, their front five, Don Van Loon and Luke Curley at the ends, Jim Vandalowski, Mike Fallon, and Chris Throne at the nose. I'll set the rest of it here for you in a moment. First and ten to whip from the 26. Here comes the option to pitch deep. Cavaliers come up quickly, though, and bring down Rob Elliott maybe after about a yard gain that time. Quincy Glass in on the tackle along with Jim Vondolowski. The two middle linebackers for the Cavaliers, Larry Clay and Adam Riley, of course, and also in the secondary, Quincy Glass, Matt Pangborn, Mike Border, and Steve Sobak. Chris Ripstra checks in the ballgame right now. They rotate split ends. Chris Ripstra and Eric Ludwig with the plays here for Coach Gail Thornton. It'll be second down and about eight. The ball at the 28-yard line of the Panthers. No score here from DeWitt. Here's the fake to the fullback. Dotson keeps it himself around the right end, and he was hit by Larry Clay, the first one there for the Cavaliers. Also, Matt Pangborn in on that tackle for the Golden Blacks. And we have a shaken-up player on the field right now, and it looks like it's one of the Cavalier players down. So on the injury timeout, just a reminder, we have 7.27 to go here in the first quarter. It's Class B regional final action from DeWitt. No score. Well, the injured Cavalier is Chris Throne, and he's being helped off the field by Mike Fallon along with 
Matt Rosser, but it looks like it is some sort of knee or ankle injury and doesn't look good for Chris, and that's going to be a tough blow to fill right there. Very, very tough nose tackle. Third down and six, DeWitt. Here comes the handoff in the backfield that time to Nate Powell, and he dives up close to the 34-yard line, but he's going to be a couple yards shy of the first down. So three and out for the Panthers here, and this looks like right now, at least here in the early going, to be a defensive struggle. Yeah, that's what we kind of expected coming over here. And, of course, DeWitt's only thrown the ball 45 times this year and completed just 14, so third and six is not a passing situation for this team usually. Fourth down and two yards to go for the Panthers. They have had a couple of fake punts, one of them by this man, Sean Merrill, right about in the same territory, but he takes a snap. Oh, a tremendous spiraling, booming punt. Quincy Glass lets it roll inside the 20, inside the 15 to the 14-yard line. A booming punt that time by DeWitt's kicker, Sean Merrill. Of course, that's a great weapon in a defensive battle. 55 yards on the punt. No return. Of course, he did have the wind at his back, but he got it up there in the air, spiraling downfield in an excellent punt. So it'll be Matt Pangborn, the senior quarterback, with five touchdowns on the season, 32 of 88 through the airwaves, and he'll send Steve Sobek here on the near side. Corey will be tight on the other side, first and 10 from their own 14. Broken bone, Glass goes in motion to the left. Border on the fake, and now it's a pitch back to Quincy. Quincy cuts upfield, and he is really given a loss on the carry. Brian Wardell in on that tackle, and also Rob Elliott in on the hit right now. DeWitt really doing a nice job of covering the man they're supposed to on this option offense by the Cavaliers. Well, yeah, it's not going to surprise any of these kids. They've seen it all year long. They've seen it for four or five years in the system, and it's going to be tough to fool anybody today. Cavaliers back to the broken bone. They lost a couple on the play. Second down, we'll call it 11. Here's a handoff to Mike Border, and Border gets three or four yards on the carry, brought down by Dan Weeks there for the Panthers. Yeah, I really th continue to think here, though, Chris, that uh, DeWitt is going to do a good job stopping the option pitch, and the Cavaliers are going to have to concentrate on pounding that middle. Yeah, well, that's been the key to success all year long. Mike Border, of course, he had 200 yards in one game this year, and he's just a very consistent, hard-running fullback. Corona and DeWitt here on 92.5. I'm Ted Patel. My partner is Chris McMillan, and the Cavaliers here, coached by Chris Curtis. Now in his third year in the young head coach, 23-7 and seven for his just starting out career. Third down to Cavaliers. Pangborn looking to throw. He has glass out in the secondary. Caught. He runs across the 35 over the 40 to the 43-yard line of DeWitt. And there's one of those new plays we haven't seen this year. Out of the slot, Quincy Glass in single coverage picks up the 26-yard completion from quarterback Matt Pangborn. Well, that's definitely got to be the key to Crown's offense. Matt Pangborn's got to throw the ball, and he laid that out there perfectly to Quincy. Big first down play there for the Cavaliers, not only in the fact that they got the first down, but they get it out of deep in their own territory and now have it near the midfield area. Five minutes to go here in the first quarter on JSZ. No score. Both teams have had the ball a couple times. Defensive struggle. Straight wishbone again, stoback split here this side, straight hand off to Quincy Glass. He breaks one tackle, dives across the 50, fumbles the ball to scramble for it, and I think Border came back and got on top of it. Good strong run by Quincy that time, but you see it so many times on that second, third time effort. Sometimes they cough it up. Quincy fumbled it, but Border was there right on it. 
outstanding afternoon here from DeWitt. Beautiful, partly cloudy skies. The sun is out. It's warming this big overflow crowd. The cheerleaders are on the track. Both bands are here for this afternoon's game. It's just ideal. High school football playoff activity. Steve Sobeck split here on this side. It's a handoff in the backfield to Adam Riley. Adam looking for somewhere to go between right guard and tackle. Maybe gets a yard or so. Dan Weeks was there on the tackle trying to rip that ball out of his hands. Also Dave Fielder in on the hit there for the Panthers. It's going to bring up now third down and a long yard here to go for the Cavaliers. If they can get it into the 45-yard line of DeWitt, they'll have the first down. A lot of times the key to getting an offense rolling is just getting a few first down, getting some confidence against a team you've never played before. Bangborn goes over to the sidelines to get the play from the Cavaliers coaching staff. And this is the dream matchup we've been wanting to see for a long time. It's actually the third time these two teams have met. The Cavaliers hold a 2-0 series advantage. Here's the wishbone handoff to Quincy. Quincy doesn't have it. He's hit at the line of scrimmage. Middle linebacker Jay Lerner was there along with his fellow outside backer Brian Wardell. And they both stood up Quincy at the line of scrimmage, and he may have even lost a yard. It's going to be a fourth down, and we'll call it a long yard to go here. And decision time for Coach Chris Curtis. i got to believe they'll go for it here into it territory at about the 47. Yeah, I think it's the old QB sneak time, Ted. Fourth down and a long yard. Soback splits here on this side of the field right in front of us. Cavaliers going from left to right as we're looking in the press box. Out of the bone. Here's Pangborn. Hand off to Quincy. He dances up for the first down and more room to spare. He stood up in the secondary, but Quincy crosses the 45 down to about the 43-yard line. Good blocking that time by Mike Metasinka and Dan Buckley along with starting center Brian Fitzgerald. You know, we've seen a different Quincy Glass running the football in the last three games. I think it started over in the fall. really started running very hard, a lot of confidence. He's running well early here today. Last five touchdowns scored by the Cavaliers in the last couple of games have all been scored by Quincy. Quincy has nine touchdowns on the season, good for 56 points and nearly 400 yards rushing on the year. Cavaliers break their huddle. First and 10 from the 42 of DeWitt. Hand off to Adam Riley between right guard and tackle. Gets it inside the 42, about the 39-yard line where he was tripped up there by Brad Zelaskowski. These linebackers for the DeWitt Panthers will be in on most of the tackles this afternoon. DeWitt runs something you don't see very often in high school football, and that is a 6-3 defensive alignment. They just want to shut down that run, and they're doing a pretty good job of it here this afternoon so far. Got a minute 45 to go here in this quick-moving first quarter on 92.5. The Cavaliers looking at second down and seven. Riley comes in motion at us. It's a fake to border. Pangborn puts his head down, but he loses a yard on the play. Ryan Ashbrook, the five foot six 180-pound junior tackle, was the first one there to bring down Pangborn on the quarterback option. You almost get the feeling it's going to be very tough against both these defenses to get a long, sustained drive. You're going to have to have a couple big plays to break the score. Well, the Cavaliers have been down inside the 30-yard line here on a fumble by DeWitt, but couldn't capitalize. They've had the advantage most of this first quarter on field position, but have yet to crack the end zone. Minute to go here in the first. Steve Sobak splits left, third and seven from the 39 of DeWitt. They're looking at Sobak to look in. He's open, and he catches it inside the 30. He breaks one tackle, breaks another, and takes it inside the 15, down to about the 10-yard line. And that time, quarterback Matt 
Pangborn threaded the needle for that 25-yard completion to the senior standout, Steve Slash Sobeck. Well, if you're a Corona fan, you got to like the way Matt Pangborn is singing in there and throwing spirals. He's throwing the ball very nicely. Nice play for the Cavaliers that time. I have to agree with some of the philosophy on the coaches, too. When a team plays nine players in the box like DeWitt is doing here, they're almost daring you to throw the ball, and that's what the Cavaliers did right there successfully, and they have it first and ten from the 11-yard line of DeWitt, and now we have a timeout on the field. I think there's an equipment problem with Quincy Glass. we got 33 seconds to go here in this first quarter, and now they call an official's timeout as... Quincy's having a problem with his helmet. Quincy seems to have that problem fixed, and we're all ready to go here. You're listening to the WJSZ High School Football Playoffs, and this is Game 2 here this afternoon. It's Corona and DeWitt, no score, but the Cavaliers are threatening. First and 10 from the 11 of the Panthers. Broken bone with Quincy in the right slot. Here's the fake to border, and Pangborn cuts it up inside the 10 to about the 7-yard line where he is brought down there by Brad Zeleskowski. And Cavaliers now will just let the first quarter clock run out as they want the wind at their back here and at least get a shot at a field goal if they're stopped short of the goal. So that will be the final play here of the first quarter on WJSZ. A hard-hitting, head-knocking affair so far. No score between DeWitt and Corona, but the Cavaliers are threatening. This C-92.5 Castle Classic football game was previously recorded from a prior broadcast. Ed Walleter, Lord Hahn, your local full-service auto owner's insurance agent. Call 725-7134. Save by insuring your home business, life, boat, or car with no problem. Auto Owners Insurance Agent, CLH Insurance at 200 West Exchange Street in Owasso. Call 725-7134 or visit them online at clh-insurance.com. CLH Insurance is a proud sponsor of high school sports on Z92.5 at Castle and wishes all area high school athletes good luck this season. There's nothing better than sitting in the bleachers on a cool Friday night watching your favorite teams battle it out on the gridiron. Aldermans and Lennon and Cub Cadet are another team that loves taking on the competition. Right now, Cub Cadet's complete line of Z-Force and Pro-Z zero-turn mowers are in stock and on sale. These hard-hitting Cub Cadet mowers have the competition on the run with great features and great prices. Aldermans and Lennon is a proud sponsor of Michigan High School Sports. You can find Aldermans on M13 and Lennon and online at aldermans.com. Applebee Oil and Propane has been your local choice for fuel needs since 1975, and they are proud to serve Shiawassee, Clinton, and Saginaw counties with excellent customer service and over 25 years of experience in the petroleum industry. They carry a full range of farm fuels, soy diesels, premium diesel, fuel, NL gas, and 90-octane recreational gas, which is excellent for chainsaws, lawnmowers, and all small engines. Shop local with a name you know and trust for fuel online at applebyoil.com if your car becomes a victim of a deer collision kp auto body in st john's will get you back on the road fast they can handle foreign or domestic models and work with all insurance companies 
Their certified technicians can handle complete paint and glass work, auto framework, and complete mechanical repairs. Plus, they'll give you a free loaner with service, and they also work with Hetler's Towing, so you get 24-7 dependable service. KP Auto Body and Hetler's Towing are proud sponsors of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. You deserve the best possible medical care for you and your loved ones. At Memorial Healthcare, that's what they deliver. Memorial is the only hospital in mid-Michigan to earn an A for safety and a four-star rating for quality care from national organizations. By making you their number one priority, they're number one in safety and number one in quality in mid-Michigan. The choice is yours. The choice is clear. The choice is Memorial Healthcare. When Mother Nature leaves you broken, branches or toppled trees call Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Farrell's does tree work in all four seasons, has three certified arborists on staff, and offers the latest technology in tree health care. They also sell firewood year-round and are licensed by the Michigan Department of Agriculture. Check them out online at farrellstree.com or call 989-862-4453. Experienced, equipped, and insured. Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. The insurance business is like football. Jacobs Insurance has added Wolverine Mutual Insurance Company to their team. They're recently voted number one auto insurance company in Michigan for competitive premiums and excellent service by independent insurance agents. Jacobs Insurance is the only agency in Shiawassee County with Wolverine Mutual on their team. So if you're paying a lot for auto insurance, get a competitive quote today. Visit Jacobs Insurance on M21 by Home Depot or online at jacobsinsurance.com. Remember, Jacobs Insurance for competitive auto insurance. Like with any sports team, people make the difference. That's why Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance in downtown Owasso is number one. With expert advice, problem-solving tips, and a friendly, helpful attitude. With quality American brand name appliances like Whirlpool, Maytag, Frigidaire, and GE, plus Toshiba, LG, and many other television brands, you owe it to yourself to check out Gilbert's selection and low prices. Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance in downtown Owasso is a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. This Z92.5 Castle Classic football game was previously recorded from a prior broadcast. You're listening to WJSZ92.5 Ashley Owasso. I'm Ted Patel. My partner is Chris McMillan. It is Corona and DeWitt. It's Class B regional action. The 9-1 DeWitt Panthers, number 10 in Class B, taking on the 8-2 Corona Cavaliers. It's the battle of the conferences, the Ingham County League against the Mid-Michigan B, and the Cavaliers have the ball knocking on the door. It'll be second down and nine. Well, second down and eight from the nine. Here's the handoff to Mike Bordert. He takes it down to about the five-yard line. He's tripped up there by Jay Larner and... John Braska for the DeWitt Panthers, so it'll bring up third down now, and we'll call it third down and about four from the five. Now this brings up an interesting call here. This is what the coaches get paid for. Third and four from the five-yard line of DeWitt in this scoreless first half. We've got just 30 seconds gone here in period number two. Cavaliers will break their huddle. Corey will line up tight on the far side. Sobek split left here on the near side. Corona trying to knock it into the north end zone. Riley goes in motion. He gets the handoff. Darts around the right end towards the end zone, and it is close. Let's see where they're going to mark it. It looks like he's got enough for the first down, and he is stopped just short of the goal line there. The ball is about 
maybe the length of the football away from the goal line there. I thought Riley was going to make it in. Yeah, good job by that right side of that offensive line. Rob Braden, Fitzgerald, and Larry Clay doing a good job over there. Good run that time, too, by Riley, who came in motion from the right or from the left slot and then took the handoff on basically what amounts to a power play right. Sobek comes out. They go with two tight ends now. Luke Curley will be in there along with Tom Corey. Straight wishbone in the backfield. Border at the fullback. Riley and Glass are at the halves. Matt Pangborn, quarterback, sneaks it. He's in the end zone from a yard away. The Cavaliers draw first blood here in Class B Regional Championship action. Corona takes the lead over to it, 6 to nothing. Well, just when I said no team is going to be able to sustain a long drive, the Cavaliers put together a nice one there, 57 yards and nine plays as Pangborn goes over from one on the sneak. Cavaliers draw first blood in this regional final game from DeWitt. So Pangborn takes it in from a yard, and here is the extra point attempt by Steve Sobak. Quincy Glass will be kneeling down at the 10-yard line, and Mike Fallon will snap it. Here's Fallon's snap. It's a good one. Quincy puts it down, and it's shanked, though, off to the right. No good by Sobak. So Cavaliers can't convert the extra point, but they do have the lead over to it. Six to nothing here in front of this large overflow crowd. 6-0 Corona here. We've got 10.43 to go in this second quarter on 92.5. Game two of our high school football triple header here this afternoon. First touchdown that has been scored in the last three games that has not been scored by Quincy Glass. Steve Sobeck with the wind at his back approaches the ball. Deep is Rob Elliott, Nick Vartanian. High short kick. And then we have a flag on the field. Maybe an offsides here. Let's see what they do call. Flag is offsides against the Cavaliers, so they'll have to try it again. Steve really didn't kick that one very good either, and he's got to get his mind tuned back into it. I think that uh, missed extra point really had a little bit of an effect on his kickoff that time. Steve has an excellent leg and had the wind at his back there for that PAT and just may have taken his eye off the ball just a little bit. Kind of like your golf game there, buddy. Okay, let's get back to the football now, Ted. 10.42 to go here in the half. Sobeck will approach from the 35. Low line drive type of kick, and it's fielded by one of the DeWitt players. He's trying to come this way with it. The Cavaliers get good coverage that time and bring him down at about the 35-yard line. It was Dan Weeks on the return, and in on the tackle for the Cavaliers was Tony Surgent, who has been a standout on special team. Well, it's been, Crowns have been dominating this game so far. They've ran 21 plays at DeWitt's four, and the last time they ran it, they fumbled. So uh, look for this DeWitt team to get things in gear a little bit offensively. You're not going to stop them all day. Dotson flanks out Chris Ripska out to the left side. He takes the snap and then just follows his center upfield for about a five-yard gain that time. Dotson may have seen something there against the Cavaliers. He takes it straight up the gut. Dotson is the man the Cavaliers really have got to concentrate on. He's the quarterback that really gets things going. Also player to watch here or listen for is Dick Bartanian, who's had an excellent year here for the Panthers. Wishbone again. Dotson. Straight handoff this time to his halfback, number 20, Tony Phillip, in the ballgame. And this time the Cavaliers coming through quickly. Whitney Banco back in action today, along with Adam Riley, both in on that tackle. Of course, Banco, who has started all season long and has been a standout in the secondary, 
back from an injury. Yeah, this Cavalier team is totally healthy. They look like they did the first four games of the year. Of course, shutting out Millington last week, and they've limited DeWitt to just 10 yards so far in offense. So it'll bring up third down and a long eight yards to go. The ball at the DeWitt 27. Panthers out of the bone once again. Inside trap play this time to Vartanian and a Cavalier front line. Another nice job, and it's going to be three and out again for the Panthers. So it looks to be the Cavaliers have come over with their defensive hard-hitting pads on once again, and they are stifling this high-powered DeWitt Panther offense, at least here in this early portion of the game. We still have nine minutes to go here in the second quarter. Corona leads at 6 to nothing over DeWitt. And it appears to be a punting situation right now for the Panthers. It'll be Sean Merrill back. He's standing back at about his own 15-yard line. Here's the snap, a little high. He'll be punted against the wind. High, spiraling kick. Quincy comes up and dives on it at about the 46-yard line of Corona, where the Cavaliers will take over first and 10. This is the fourth trip to the playoffs for the Cavaliers. They're 2-3 and three with that victory last week. They lead to it. 6-0. Broken bone power to the right. Quincy Glass looked like he might have went in motion. No flag, and he is wide open in the secondary. Pangborn overthrows it almost, but Quincy makes a diving catch inside the 35 to about the 32-yard line. And again, Chris, here's what we talked about coming over here. They felt they could pass against this hard-charging DeWitt defense, and right now there is some openings in that secondary. Well, yeah, it's just a matter of numbers, and it's something that the Lions took five years to figure out. When you got nine guys in the box, you can throw the football, and they have 51 yards so far for Pangborn. That was just an excellent catch by Quincy. First and ten from the 32 of DeWitt. Inside handoff to Mike Border. Border gets it inside the 30 to about the 29. He's tripped up there by Dave Fielder and Jay Larner. You know, the other thing that a passing attack can do when you open it up a little bit and throw a few early passes, it does open up that running game just a bit. It always seems to help. And I only gave him 51 yards. I'm shortchanging Matt here. He's got 73 yards on three out of five through the air so far. Cavaliers in their traveling white uniform tops, gold pants, and gold helmets. And all I have to say is one thing about DeWitt. They've got the blue and gold, the maize and blue, Michigan identical uniforms with the winged helmets. Broken bone here for the Cavaliers. Sobek split here on this side. Straight hand off to Adam Riley, and he busts between right guard and tackle Larry Clay and Rob Braid for about three yards. Brad Zeleskowski was there first for the Panthers along with Chris Ripstra. Another factor if this game keeps going like this is this good defense for DeWitt is going to get tired. The Cavaliers have already run off 26 plays. DeWitt ran off just six. Yeah, I would say time of possession has been totally dominated by the Cavaliers here in this ball game so far. 7.13 to go in this first half. Steve Sobek splits out here on the left side. Power this way. Here's the fake two border. Pangborn keeps it himself, cuts it up field, gets a block from Riley, crosses the 20 inside the 15 yard line. No flags on the field. Another first down for the Cavaliers. And that time the senior quarterback, Matt Pangborn, read his keys and read his blocking beautifully. Nice 15 yard run by Matt, and all of a sudden this Cavalier offense has got everything going for him. Hope you enjoyed that first game, the Montrose Rams and Detroit DePores contest from Detroit. And this is our live on tape special, game number two, Corona and DeWitt's Class B Regional Finals from DeWitt Memorial Field. Corona has it first and 10 at the 12-yard line of the Panthers. 
Steve Sobek splits way out on the far side. It'll be Riley here in the left slot and Corey at the tight end. Broken bone glass and border and Quincy gets the handoff, dives inside the 10 to about the 9-yard line. He was tripped up there by John Braska. He's the 5'11", 190-pound junior tackle here for the Panthers. 6 nothing. Corona over to it here on a beautiful, spectacular Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I know, Ted, if you weren't here, you'd be definitely out in the woods somewhere, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing. If I wouldn't have been here, I probably would have been down watching Montrose play the forest, to be perfectly honest. Ball is just inside the 10-yard line of DeWitt. It'll be second down and about eight for the Cavaliers. Broken bone, glass in the right slot. Here's a straight handoff to Adam Riley. He puts his head down and dives up to about the six-yard line. He was tripped up there by Dan Weeks along with Rob Elliott there for the Panthers. Five and a half minutes to go here in this first half of play from DeWitt. With Chris McMillan, I'm Ted Patel for this special live on tape broadcast the Class B Regional Finals in high school football and if the Cavaliers somehow could pull off the victory here it would be their first ever football regional championship Steve Sobeck split here on the near side it'll be Curly tight on the right broken bone here's a fake to border Pangmore keeps it himself inside the five he stopped short on the first down he was brought down by Jay Larner that time for the DeWitt Panthers, and now another decision coming up here for Coach Curtis. Does he go for the field goal with the wind at his back from the left hash mark, or does he try and nail it in two yards and at the very least pin DeWitt deep? Well, they're going to take a timeout to think about it, the timeout charge to Corona. So with 4.48 to go here in the second quarter, it is Corona 6, DeWitt 0. You're listening to WJSZ. It's Corona and DeWitt, playoff football action, and Corona after their timeout. It looks like they're going to go for it. So the first really large play here in this game. Fourth down and a long two. The ball is at the five. They have to get it just inside the three. Wind is at the Cavaliers' back. They'll split so back here on the near side. Glass in the right slot. Broken bone behind Pangborn. Pangborn hangs, hands it off to Riley, and he's not going to get it. He was tripped up at the line of scrimmage. The first one there was number 80, Ryan Petty. And it was just enough to slow down Adam Riley, and he stopped about a yard short. So the DeWitt defense comes up there and holds the Cavaliers off the board again. Well, I definitely got to agree with Coach Hurst going for it, no doubt about it. You've got the momentum. You're trying to put them away if you can early, and they got them down in a hole. And DeWitt has yet to prove they can move the ball against this Corona defense. But uh, let's see what they can do here with their backs against their own end zone. Matt Dotson, the quarterback, 421 yards on the season rushing coming in. will break them out of their huddle. He'll flank out Eric Ludwig out here on the far side. And Dotson keeps it himself and takes it maybe to the five. Uh, just a quarterback keeper. Riley was there along with Vondolowski and also Steve Sobeck and Brian Fitzgerald, who's in the ballgame, filling in for Chris Throne. If you're just tuning in, Chris Throne, starting nose tackle for the Cavaliers, was shaken up in the first defensive series and appeared to have a knee or an ankle injury, and he's probably done for the rest of the day. 4.15 to go here in this first half. 
It'll be second down now and about nine to go for the Panthers at their own five. Out of the wishbone. Dotson fakes to his fullback, keeps it himself around the right end, and there's no room at all. Bondolowski's there along with Fitzgerald once again and Adam Riley. So whatever the Cavaliers are doing here defensively, it's really doing the job also as they're making their reads perfectly. Well, yeah, and I think it's just a matter that they got everybody healthy again, and they're the team they were the first four weeks of the season. And if you're Gail Thornton, you've got to start thinking about what you can do differently. But this is a team that hasn't thrown all year, so you're not all of a sudden going to come out and start throwing the football. That's a very good point. So it's third down, back to ten yards to go from the five. Here's Dotson, fakes to his fullback, dangerous pitch in his end zone, but he gets it to his halfback. Sobak brings him down. It was Tony Phillip trying to get around the left corner. He did get past the defensive end, but Steve Sobak was there to run him down short of the first down. It's going to bring up fourth down and almost two yards to go. So punting situation again for DeWitt. So the Panthers have had the ball four times, and this will be the third punt, and their other possession was a fumble. So we got 3.18 to go here in the half. Corona leads at 6 nothing, and it'll be a punting situation. Sean Merrill standing one yard deep in his own end zone. Here's a snap a little high, but he runs it down. His punt against the win. Not a bad one. Quincy Glass signals fair catch, fumbles it, runs right into his old man, Jason Doggett, and the Cavaliers were there to recover the ball. It was recovered by Whitney Banco. Now we have a flag on the field. I don't know what this is. Well, the flag on the field after a nice job by Whitney Banco recovering the fumble was a personal foul on DeWitt. What happened, Quincy was signaling fair catch, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, came Jason Doggett flying backwards into Quincy, and it actually caused the fumble, but Banco was there to recover it. It may have been on that block on Doggett that was the personal foul, but that gives Corona the ball. First and 10 at the 25 of DeWitt. It has been all Corona here in this first half, but they only lead it 6 to nothing over the Panthers. DeWitt has really stiffened up when the Cavaliers have been in the red zone. Here's the fake to his fullback. Pangborn trying to get around the right corner. Maybe gets a yard that time. First one there for DeWitt was Brad Zelaskowski on the quarterback keeper by Mike Porter. Another thing, if you're the Cavaliers and you get this many opportunities, you got to cash in on a couple of these things because this football game can turn drastically in the second half. Oh, it can turn drastically, and it can beat you drastically on just a touchdown and a conversion. 2.40 to go here in the first half of play. Sobak splits here in single coverage with Ripstra. Pangborn looking to Steve. Sobak slips down momentarily. Now Pangborn has to keep it himself as he cuts up field inside the 25 to about the 22. The Cavaliers were going on the look-in pass to Sobak, but he lost his footing, and Pangborn showing that uh, he was a smart senior quarterback. Instead of trying to throw the ball into a crowd, he just decided to tuck it upfield himself. Yeah, good decision by Matt, and uh, bring Matt and uh, brings up a big third down play once again for Coach Curtis. Cavaliers have been threatening, it seems like, this whole first half and only lead it six to nothing. The Panthers came up big on a fourth and two, stopping the Cavaliers at the four yard line. That was the defensive play of the game here so far. Sobak splits on the far side. 
Pangborn looking that way, now throws it out to Glass, and it was nearly picked off, and then Quincy, the pass was a little bit too far in front of him, and Quincy took quite a hit in the midsection, and actually the player that hit him is shaken up a little bit. But it looks like he's going to come off the field on, under his own power. That was Nate Powell that really put the hit into Quincy. Those are dangerous passes, those look-ins that have you outreaching way in front of you to try to pull it in. Dangerous passes. Uh, it's pretty dangerous anytime you're a wishbone team to just throw the ball, Ted. So it's always an adventure. Clock has stopped with a minute 43 to go here in the half. Corona leads at 6 to nothing. The ball is at the 23-yard line of DeWitt. It'll be fourth down and about seven yards to go for the Cavaliers. They're going to go for it here. A little too far for the field goal. Field is pretty slick down there. It was down there prior to the game, and it's very the, the grass is very low cut, and there's not a whole heck of a lot of it in the middle of the field. Here's Sobek, split out on the far side. Broken bone power to the right. Pangborn fakes to his fullback. He's getting rushed from outside, and he is going to be sacked. Rob Elliott bear hugs him down to the turf as he came from the right defensive end position. Nobody put a block on him at all. And those are the kind that really can scare you. It's the guy coming from the back side that put him down there. So DeWitt again comes up strong here defensively. Yeah, the offensive line is doing a great job in there. Matt Pangborn had all kinds of time, but uh, there's just nobody open. We've got a trick play coming up. DeWitt quickly throws three receivers out here this way. The shotgun, it's a, it's back to Dotson, but he's just running the quarterback keeper around the right end, and nothing doing, says Jim Vondolowski and Don Van Loo. Gil Thornton coming to a sort of a trick play, sending trips, three receivers out here on the near side kind of showing that they might pass it, and then they just shotgunned it back to the quarterback, and he kept it around right in on a power play, but uh, the Cavaliers shot through there very, very quickly. 6 nothing, Corona here. we got a minute seven to go here in this first half, our live-on-tape game on 92.5. Deep wishbone formation. Dotson fakes to his fullback, now pitches it deep. He does get a block, and there's a man in the open. Riley takes a dive. He can't get Tony Phillip down the left sideline. Quincy, the last man to have a chance. Inside the 30, down to the 20-yard line, inside the 20. And the Panthers that time got Tony Phillip around the left end. And Quincy Glass showing his speed. Ran him down, but not after, not after Phillip scampered 63 yards down the left sideline. Boy, he broke one diving attempt by Adam Riley, and then he had nothing but green. Big play offense, looking for that one big play Gail Thornton was, and he got it that time. Kind of were lulling the Cavaliers a little bit with some of their runs up the middle, and that time the quarterback option, the pitch back to Tony Phillip, and he gets DeWitt down in scoring position. The ball's at the 18 of Corona. Six zip the Cavaliers. We got 46 seconds to go here in the half. Wishbone again for Dotson. Fakes it to his fullback. Here's the pitch coming the other way. This time it is Rob Elliott looking for some room, and he takes it up maybe to the 15. Riley and Clay were both there in on the tackle, and DeWitt calls their first time out with 39 seconds to go here in the half, and they're threatening to score. Corona leads it six zip over DeWitt. Well, you know, Chris, the Cavaliers have really, let's be, let's be honest here, have really pretty much totally dominated this whole first half other than that 63-yard run there by uh, Phillip. But 
funny thing in high school football, you never know. And if DeWitt can knock a score in here before halftime, boy, they can pick up a huge amount of momentum. Yeah, they don't hand out wins for great stats, Ted. Just the one on the board. Absolutely true. It'll be second down and about six. DeWitt fakes to the fullback, pitches it deep. It's fumbled on the field, but picked up on one bounce by Vartanian. He takes it inside the five, maybe to about the two-yard line. And boy, oh boy, as Gail Thornton said on the sports forum on Monday night, he'd rather be lucky and good. How could you get any better of a bounce? It was just like an Indiana basketball player that time picking up the basketball. It bounced perfectly after he fumbled it right back up to him. That's right. It's always better to be lucky than good. If you combine the both, you got quite a thing going for you. Well, we got an overflowing press box here, Ted. These, all these people have passes. Well, I don't know about that, but at least they're not cheering like they do at Fowlerville. We will have them check the passes, that's for sure. This is 92.5, and we've got ourselves a whale of a game here. Our live-on-tape contest, Corona and DeWitt. Class B regional football action coming to you. It's Game two of three on 92.5 this afternoon. There's 31 seconds to go here in this first half. DeWitt has one timeout remaining. It is first and goal from the three-yard line up Corona. This is where the wishbone option is dangerous. Dotson takes the snap. Quarterback sneaks it straight up the middle and maybe only gets a yard. And now DeWitt is forced to call their final timeout. So 26 seconds to go here. DeWitt with no more timeouts, and now they've got to be very, very careful with what kind of play they call here. If the Cavaliers can stop them, time might just run out. But let's wait and see. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I bet you they don't pass. Well, it's going to be second down and goal from about the two-yard line here for DeWitt's Panthers. They trail Corona 6 to nothing here. We've had an outstanding afternoon for high school football or any outdoor activity for that matter. I hope some of you hunters out there have been very successful in your quest for the elusive buck. This is buck on buck here this afternoon. These two neighboring schools that are very, very similar in their athletic philosophies. Second goal. Here's DeWitt. Fake to the fullback. Dotson keeps it himself, and he's into the end zone from two yards out. He barely made it in. But he got just enough of the football to cross the plane, and DeWitt has tied things up here, six points apiece. DeWitt goes 76 yards in just seven plays. Of course, the big play being a 63-yard run by Phillips, and they have knotted this score up as the first half is coming to a close. But it didn't come to a close soon enough for the Cavaliers. Comes the extra point attempt. Dotson will attempt it out of Chris Ripstra's hold. Snapper is Brian Wardell. Here's the snap. He puts it down. The kick is up, and the DeWitt Panthers have taken the lead on the PAT of Matt Dotson. Dotson all seven points. we got 22 seconds to go here in the first half. It's DeWitt seven and Corona six. Well, that's a tough blow for the Cavaliers right there. As I mentioned, they had been pretty much dominating things, but now DeWitt has had a chance to get back in this ball game and actually take the lead 7-6 to six, and have picked up that valuable momentum boost, and they'll also get the second-half kickoff. 7-6 to six the score. DeWitt over Corona, 22 seconds to go here in the first half. Here's Dotson's kick, low-line drive, fielded by Dustin Bauer. Bauer takes it across the 40 into about the 42-yard line where he's brought down by the kicker, Dotson. So let's see what the Cavaliers can do. They do have the wind at their back with 17 seconds to go here in this first half. 
to see if they elect to go to the air or maybe just go into the locker room trailing by that single point. A lot of media here today as we have another radio station. We've also got Continental Cable over here going to be broadcasting the game to Lansing area subscribers sometime during this week. The regular TV stations are also here filming footage for tonight's news. One back, border behind Pangborn. Pangborn looking towards Doggett. Looks over the middle, throws it behind him, incomplete. Pretty good coverage that time by Nick Martinian, but the throw that time was behind Doggett. And that stops the clock with 13 seconds to go. 7-6 to six to win. Well, you got to like the aggressive attitude of this uh, Kevlar football team and their coaching staff. With only a few seconds left, they're still trying to put points on the board. Offensive line has been doing a nice job giving Pangborn, for the most part, some time to throw the ball. That time he had plenty of time. He'll send Sobek out on the far side, Doggett here on the near side, Corona going from right to left. Border in the backfield, and here's Pangborn, and just as I say, they've been giving him good protection. Pangborn is sacked and fumbles the ball, and DeWitt has it. DeWitt has recovered the ball. John Braska recovers it at the Cavalier 35-yard line. Still seven seconds to go here in the half. DeWitt with no more timeouts, but the Cavaliers have got to watch this pass here now, I would assume, by DeWitt. Well, I wouldn't assume anything. Uh, they've only thrown 45 times all year, and they haven't thrown yet today. Seven seconds to go in a half. DeWitt has it at the 35-yard line of Corona. Yes, it is. They split a man out here this side. Here comes a reverse right back at us, and the pitch is dropped and is fell upon by Chris Ripstra, and that'll end the first half of play. Stick with us right here as we're going to get a couple commercial breaks and fill you in on our first half statistics right here on this tape. The score at halftime, 7-6, to six, DeWitt over Corona. Well, the first half score, of course, is DeWitt 7 and Corona 6. Both teams played to a scoreless first quarter. It was a hard-hitting first quarter of play. DeWitt had a fumble that the Cavaliers recovered, but the Cavs couldn't knock it into the end zone. The Cavaliers also fumbled the ball in that first quarter, but they recovered their own, and it was 0-0 after one. Second quarter found the Cavaliers putting together a nice drive together and scoring on a one-yard quarterback sneak by Matt Pangborn. The point after, though, was wide right, and that could prove to be a big factor in this ballgame, but the Cavaliers did draw first blood and let it 6 to nothing. Then right before halftime, after a 63-yard run by halfback Tony Phillip down the left sideline, he was finally brought down by Quincy Glass. DeWitt knocked it into the end zone, the south end zone here at DeWitt Memorial Field, with only 22 ticks on the talker on a one-yard quarterback sneak by Matt Dotson. He just barely broke the plane, but that's all you got to do. And Dotson's PAT afterwards gave the Panthers the lead here at half, 7-6. to six. And also keep in mind, DeWitt will have the ball as we start the second half of play. Let's now send things over to Chris McMillan and the individual and team statistics. Okay, the team stats look like this. Cavaliers have rushed the ball 31 times, but just for 43 yards. Pangborn is 3 out of 7 through the air for 73 yards. Cavaliers with 116 yards of total offense in the first half. For DeWitt, 63 of their 99 yards on the ground that first half came off a run by Tony Phillips, which set up their touchdown. Dodson has yet to throw a pass, and uh, that's no surprise to anybody. 99 yards for DeWitt in the first half. Cavaliers with 116. So that's it here at the half. The score is DeWitt 7, 
in Corona 6. You're listening to Class B Regional Finals action here on WJSZ. It's the 9-1 DeWitt Panthers taking on the 8-2 Corona Cavaliers here. And keep it locked right here to 92.5 as we'll be right back for second half action. This C-925 Catholic Classic football game was previously recorded from a prior broadcast. Mars Furniture and Mattress in Owasso is your locally owned hometown furniture store and is proud to support high school sports. Mars is mid-Michigan's premium source for Amish-made furniture. This solid wood furniture comes directly from the finest Amish craftsmen in Indiana and Ohio. It's built to last for a lifetime, and Mars has the best prices in the state. Mars has quick financing approval right there while you wait and credit options to fit your needs. Stop in today at Mars Furniture and Mattress on M21 in Owasso and check them out on Facebook today. Your number one St. John's Red Wing fans, Auto Owners Insurance and Alabi and Brubaker Insurance Agency is a winning combination. They'll work with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, and secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no problem people. Visit them in St. John's and East Lansing or online at abins.com. Alibi and Brubaker Insurance is your local independent auto owner's agent and a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Hub Tire is there for you with the best service for all your tire and suspension needs. They've been taking care of your automotive needs for decades, priding themselves on honesty and the best service around. Hub Tire can handle anything from a Chevy Cobalt to a motorhome, including semis and farm service. Open Monday through Friday. Call today at 989-224-3218. Stop in on Business 27 north of M21 in St. John's or visit hubtires.com. The love of the game draws us to sports as players, coaches, spectators, and officials. For officials, it's a way to stay in the game they once played, to feel the thrill of putting on the uniform, stepping onto the playing surface, hustling to make the call, and building the relationships which can only be built in sports. If you still have that love for the game, we always need new officials. Register now at MHSAA.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. You always get the best at Beck's Trailer Superstore, the nation's largest trailer dealer. With over 1,500 trailers on 45 acres, you won't find a better selection anywhere. Whether you're looking for an open or enclosed trailer for work or play, you'll find the perfect trailer at Beck's. They have flexible financing options through several national and local lenders to offer the most competitive rates and payment from only $69 a month with approved credit. For the best selection of quality trailers at unbeatable prices, call 888-SAY-BEX or visit BexTrailerStore.com. Victory Heating and Cooling, serving all of mid-Michigan, is proud to feature Train Heating and Cooling products. Train has the right system for your home. Victory Heating and Cooling has Michigan's best HVAC installers and service crews in the business and would love and appreciate the opportunity to serve you and your home. Victory Heating and Cooling featuring train products, the best team with the best products for your home. Visit VictoryHeatingAndCooling.com or call 989-224-7171. The Ovid Service Agency and Auto Owners Insurance make a great team and are proud to serve Ovid and surrounding communities. Greg, Luke, and Jenny Martin 
Thank you for choosing Ovid Service Agency as your local auto owner's independent agent. Ovid Service Agency offers a wide range of policies to fit your insurance needs. Stop in and see them in downtown Ovid or call 989-834-2288. Visit them online at ovidserviceagency.com and like them on Facebook. Ovid Service Agency is a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Tony Young and the entire Young family salute all mid-Michigan area athletes. At Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC, they know it takes teamwork to be successful. So from the Young team to your team, have a great season. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso invite you to drive a little, save a lot. Visit them online at youngautosales.com. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC are proud supporters of high school sports on Z92.5, The Castle. WJSE, Ashley Owasso. This Z92.5 Castle Classic football game was previously recorded from a prior broadcast. I'm Ted Patel. My partner is Chris McMillan. You talk about mid-Michigan. Boy, what a rivalry that uh, we have here. I mean, these two schools, DeWitt and Corona, very, very similar, not only in the size of the student body, but their athletic programs. And who could ever forget DeWitt's uh, basketball team from a year ago? In fact, the last couple years made tremendous, tremendous strides in the state tournament. Just unfortunately, they had to run up against Country Day both years and Shane Battier. Yeah, just an outstanding team. It was a lot of fun watching. Uh, a few times we did get to see that Duet basketball team. They were just an excellent team to watch, and they were definitely a team. Jim Lutzke doing an outstanding job with the basketballers and also doubles his duties as athletic director, and we want to thank him and his crew for being very gracious to us here. They have all kinds of good fiddles upstairs featuring the famous DeWitt Sloppy Joes. Of course, DeWitt went on to win the state championship in baseball last year, and they went through a, a Corona team in the regionals, won nothing. The big dog couldn't quite corral uh, DeWitt Panthers, and now he's pitching for Michigan State, and that was just a great baseball game that summer uh, afternoon. I know we had a blast broadcast that game, just a tough luck day for the Cavaliers. It's DeWitt and Corona here. It's third quarter about ready to get underway. The Panthers lead the Cavaliers 7-6 to six as Steve Sobak will kick it for the Cavs. Corona will kick it to the south and defend that north goal. And Sobak kicks it downfield, bounces across the 20, the 15, 12, then finally picked up there by one of the Panthers. That was Rob Elliott picking up the football, and he takes it up across the 20-yard line to about the 24 where they'll take over first and 10. So back offensively, it'll be Brian Wardell snapping the ball to guard Rob Hagerman and Paul Tate. The tackles Ty McClure and Brad Zeleskowski. Tight end will be Jay Larner and Chris Ripska. Ripstra will be the split end. The quarterback, Matt Dotson. The fullback, Nate Paul. And Rob Elliott will be at one half back. Nick Martini in the other half. And actually, they start the second half with Eric Ludwig at split end. Here's Dotson. Takes it himself upfield on the quarterback keeper for about a five-yard gain to about the 27-yard line. So right off the bat, five yards gain there by DeWitt. Yeah, Corona's got wide splits in their defensive front. They're running that quarterback sneak, and it's been successful. That's the old Greg Landry play, Ted. You remember him, don't you? Oh, yes, I remember Greg Landry very well. 
Fastest quarterback around. Here's Dotson again, takes a snap, and then wide splits. He gets another three or four yards. So you're exactly right. Senior quarterback seeing the opening up the middle, and, of course, with the Cavaliers starting nose tackle, Chris thrown out of action. It looks like the Cavs may have uh, changed their defensive lineup to go with maybe three linebackers. They're going to bring the chains out. It's going to be close to a first down here for DeWitt. So let me set the defense for you. The defensive ends will be Don Van Loon and Luke Curley, Jim Vondolowski and Mike Fallon inside. I believe Brian Fitzgerald is also getting the start here in the half, along with Larry Clay and Adam Riley. Maybe. No, I'll check that. Inside lineman will be Mike Metasinka. And now Riley comes running in for Pangborn. So the ball is about six inches short of the fourth down. And rounding out the secondary with Quincy Glass, Mike Border, and Steve Soback. So the Cavaliers going with some beef right now to try and shut down this third down play. It's 7-6, to six, DeWitt over Corona here. The Panthers starting off the second half with the ball, looking at third and very short. Well, you run two quarterback sneaks to get nine and a half yards. Do you run it again? I think I would. I think the Cavaliers might be thinking that too, but let's wait and see. It is Clay, Riley, and Fitzgerald at the linebackers for the Cavaliers. Whitney Benko also in there at the back, and it is the quarterback sneak. Dotson dives, maybe gets a foot, and he only needed six inches, so it's going to be a first down for DeWitt here in their opening possession of the third quarter. They lead the Cavaliers by a point. This is... Uh, a, a DeWitt program that really has had a lot of success in the playoffs. This is their seventh trip to the dance, six and six overall. Actually, uh, yeah, they're six and six overall, and they lost in the 1989 championship game. To Mill of Thrill. Bill Coleman and Farmington Hills Harrison. Here's the handoff in the backfield to Vartanian, and he finds an opening there between Paul Tate and Brad Zelaskowski, and he takes it up close to the 40-yard line where Mike Metasinko was there along with Brian Fitzgerald in on that tackle. It'll be second down and four yards to go here for the Panthers as they're moving the ball against the Cavalier defense here to start the second half. Of course, close games is nothing new for either one of these teams. They didn't really have a lot of blowouts going through their nine-game season, either one of these teams. DeWitt breaks their huddle. Chris Ripstra split way out on the far side. Here's the handoff to the fullback. He's into the secondary. It's Nate Powell. Good hard running that time by Powell, and he takes it up close to midfield, brought down by Adam Riley and Whitney Banco. But it's a first and ten to Panthers, and they're pounding it right down the Cavaliers' throats right now. Yeah, I don't think this is a team you want to fall two or three touchdowns behind. They're too tough defensively for that. Very, very top it. Very, very quick on both sides of the ball. Eric Ludwig splitting out to the far side. Out of the phone, tight end Larner here on the near side. Here's a handoff in the backfield to Rob Elliott between left guard and tackle. And this time only a yard game. Adam Riley was there on the tackle along with Mike Border and Whitney Banco. 7-6, DeWitt over Corona here in Class B Regional Championship football action. DeWitt Panthers coming in here 9-1, number 10 in Class B according to the Associated Press. The Cavaliers 8-2 unranked, but were actually ranked in the top five earlier in the season. Here's Dotson. He gets a snap, pitches back to Vartanian, and he barely gets to the line of scrimmage. Maybe gets a yard. It's Pangborn. Matt Pangborn coming up along with Steve Soback that time. The Cavaliers defensive end, Don Van Loon, a good job turning that play outside and stringing it out. And the Cavaliers secondary came up quickly and made the hit. Yeah, I think the Cavaliers have geared their defense this week to stopping that pitch play. And so far they've been very successful at it. 
9.20 to go here in the third quarter on JSZ. 7-6, it's DeWitt over Corona. We hope you enjoyed that Montrose DePores game, but keep it here. Immediately following this one, we'll have Morris in Detroit East Catholic Class D playoff action. Here's Dotson back to throw. Throws it downfield to a wide open man, and it's off the fingertips of the wide receiver, Eric Ludwig. The DeWitt Panthers that time completely fooled the Cavaliers. Ludwig was wide open, and the throw was just past his outstretched arms. But, baby, I'll tell you, that throw was another three yards shorter. That was six points on the board. Yeah, Mr. Dotson threw that 40 yards in the air, and it was a perfect spiral. So um, you got to respect that. Does bring up fourth down, though, from the 49 of Corona. Sean Merrill back at his own 38. He takes a snap. He gets it off. High end over end punt. Quincy Glass looking up. Skyward gets it. Trying to break past one man but can't because that man is Jay Larner, probably the DeWitt Panthers' most sure tackler. And he brings down Quincy at about the 18-yard line. So the Cavaliers will take over. First and 10, their first possession here in the second half. The one heartbeat Cavaliers snapping the ball. Brian Fitzgerald, the two guards will be Rob Braid and Mike Metasinka, the tackles, Dan Buckley and Larry Clay. Steve Sobeck will be a split end on the far side, and it will be Tom Corey tight on the right. Adam Riley in the left slot, and it's Border and Glass in the backfield behind Matt Pangborn. Pangborn keeps it himself around the left end, cuts it upfield across the 30-yard line to about the 33. He's got a first down. He ran head-on into middle linebacker Jay Larner. Defensively in their 6-3, Rob Elliott and Dan Weeks are the ends. Bob Hagerman and Ryan Ashbrook, the outside tackles, and the two nose tackles, John Braska and Dave Fielder. Linebackers are led by Jay Larner in the middle. The outside backers, Brian Wardell and Brad Zielatskowski. And the two deep guys are Nick Bartanian and Chris Ripstra. Ripstra in one-on-one -on -one coverage here on the near side with Steve Sobak. The Cavaliers going left to right as we're looking at it. Here's the handoff straight up the gut to Mike Border, and Border gets to the 35-yard line. He was tripped up there by nose tackle Dave Fielder, but Border got about three yards on the carry. It'll bring second down and seven. That bread and butter play to Border, that's only the fifth time he's run the ball here today, but usually in the second half is when Curtis goes to Border. Tries to wear down the opposing teams, but the word we get up here in the press box that the Offensive and defensive lines for DeWitt seems to get stronger as the game goes on. That great conditioning program they have over here. Second seven, Pangborn again straight up the middle to Mike Border, and Border gets it close to the 40-yard line where he was stacked up there. Looked like Bob Hagerman along with Brad Zielaskowski were in on that tackle, and also number 59, Ryan Wardell. So it'll bring up third down and four yards to go for the Cavaliers. Corona has it at their own 39-yard line, trailing DeWitt 7-6 to six here on 92.5. We've got seven and a half minutes to go here in the third. Straight wishbone this time for Corona. So back down here in single coverage with Ripstra. Here's the handoff straight up the middle to Mike Border, and he's running very hard, and he's going to have close to a Cavalier first down. It's going to be where they mark it. I think he got just enough, and he does. So the Cavaliers will move the chains and get a first down at their own 43-yard line. First and 10, the Cavaliers. Coach Curtis coming out and choosing to run behind Fitzgerald, Braid, Metasinka, and Mike Border with three straight carries gets the Cavaliers another first down. Steve Sobak splits out on the far side. It's Tom Corey tight here on this side. Riley in the left slot, broken bone behind Pangborn. Pangborn. 
fakes it to his fullback, keeps it himself around left end, has some room, crosses midfield, down to the 40-yard line of DeWitt, a good hard run that time by the senior quarterback, he was finally tripped up by Nick Vartanian, but a nice gain that time, 17 yards by Matt Pangborn, he takes it into Panther territory at the DeWitt 40. Well, the Cavaliers' offense is, seems to be in gear here with Pangborn making the good reads. They've rolled to 40 yards here in the first five plays here in the third quarter. Cavaliers will have the back, the wind at their backs in the fourth quarter. They're going right into about a 20-mile-per-hour breeze here. They have it at the 40-yard line of DeWitt, first and 10. A handoff straight up the middle to Mike Borner, and he gets a couple. He's brought down by Bob Hagerman, Dave Fielder, and Jay Larner, along with Brian Wardell, all in on that tackle. You know, you just get a feeling of being over here for a while that these two schools have similar philosophies. They both have outstanding all-around sports program, and this is just a great chance to, for these two teams to meet on the gridiron. Absolutely right. You know, we've been looking for this matchup in the playoffs for the last three or four years. Uh, Cavaliers, of course, made the playoffs in 92 and 94. Uh, when they played Millington in 94, they really thought they were going to face DeWitt in that regional championship game, but Millington came over here and beat the Panthers in an upset. Here's Pangborn, play-action pass, goes down the left sideline, has a man open, complete to Corey, and Corey crosses the 5-4-3-2-1, touchdown Corona, a touchdown pass to tight end Tom Corey, it might even be his first catch of the season, a 38-yard touchdown strike from Matt Pangborn. Of course, we've seen this team all year, and Matt Pangborn has not thrown the ball any better than he has today. That's his fourth completion, four big yardage completions as the Cavaliers come out and score and go 78 yards in just seven plays. Pangborn throwing the 38-yard scoring strike. Cavaliers back up on top. Well, right now, i got to believe the Cavaliers got to go for two. It's 12-7. to seven. They missed their first extra point kick attempt, but a good play called that time by Coach Chris Curtis and his staff going to little use Tom Corey as a receiver. Broken bone, power to the right, glass in that slot. Pangborn calls out the signals, looking to throw, throws it over the middle, and we have a flag. It's going to be pass interference called on DeWitt, so the Cavaliers will get the play over. There was definitely some bumping going on there as Sobek was coming over the middle on the look-in pass. There was some good coverage, though, overall that time by DeWitt as they had three players over there on that side. If there wouldn't have been any contact, I'm not sure the Cavaliers would have completed that play. No, there's a lot of bodies in there, and now you got to look for the Cavaliers to run some kind of option play here. Cavaliers have the lead on the 38-yard touchdown pass from quarterback Matt Pangborn to tight end Tom Corey. I'd have to believe that is his first completion, his first catch all season long, and it goes for a playoff touchdown. Sobek split left, the ball a yard and a half away. Pangborn fakes it to his fullback, and now he's stuffed in the backfield as DeWitt just shot the line of scrimmage. Pangborn was thinking about pitching at the glass, but he couldn't even get off the pitch. But Corona has the lead with 5.53 to go in the third. They lead DeWitt 12-7 here on 92-5. Well, the all-knowing one, Mick McCabe, made his prediction on this ball game, and he predicts DeWitt 33 and Corona 28, or as he likes to spell it out, DeWatt 33, Corona 28. He also predicted a pretty close game in that Montrose contest, and uh, you heard all that action live right here on 92.5. Live on tape, it's Corona over DeWitt, 12-7, with 5.53 to go here in the third. Cavs two touchdowns, but have yet to score a conversion. Here's Steve Sobeck's low-bouncing ball downfield. Off the knee of a Panther, it's on the field. A mad scramble for it. Let's see who's going to come away with this one. 
Cavaliers, of course, pointing their way, and I think Brunham may have it. Let's see after they unpile. No, it is DeWitt coming away with the pigskin. Number 80, Ryan Petty at the bottom of the pile. Could have been disastrous for the Panthers there as the ball was just a low, bouncing ball, and it bounced off the knees of one of the Panthers, but they fell on it, and the DeWitt will have it now. First and 10 from their own 32. Well, that's got to be his philosophy. He just started the last couple weeks with Sobat kicking those squib kicks. I think part of it today, too, was with the wind in his face. Here's Dotson. He keeps it himself on the quarterback keeper around the right end, takes it up to about the 35, so about a four-yard gain that time by the senior quarterback. Adam Riley and Larry Clay along with Don Van Loon in on that tackle. 12-7. to 7. It's Corona over DeWitt with five and a half minutes to go here in the third. Well, we're definitely starting out with a bang here. Both teams moving the ball a lot more offensively here in the third quarter than they did in the first quarter. Panthers in their straight wishbone. Quarterback sneak up the middle by Dotson, and Dotson gets across the 40 to maybe the 41-yard line. That time he was tripped up by Vondolaski. And those wide splits by the Cavaliers opening up things for Dotson inside, but I think, obviously, that is a Cavalier strategy to cut down on that wishbone option pitch, which burnt them in the first half. Well, yeah, that's what they're trying to do, stop that outside game, but Dotson is hurting them with that quarterback sneak. Cavaliers with a five-man front, three linebackers. Here's the option pitch coming this way. Mike Porter comes up, misses the first tackle, and the ball carrier, Phillip, keeps it himself across the 40, and they blow the whistle as they stopped his momentum, but I'll tell you one thing. Junior running back, Tony Phillip, who has, it looks like, thighs of oak trees. He's only five foot six, but he refused to go down, and he was hit by about seven Cavaliers that time. And he did not go down. He's tough. Yeah, he's got thighs of Barry Sanders is what he's got. And of course, he is the player in the first half that went 63 yards down the far sideline to set up DeWitt's only score. That, of course, was a one-yard touchdown by Matt Dodson. Matt Pangborn sneaked one in from a yard out just into the second quarter, and then he just completed a pass to Tom Corey for the other Cavalier points. Fourth down and inches. Let's see what Coach Gail Thornton comes up with here. He has the ball at his own 40, well, we'll say it's a 41-yard line. He's only got inches to go. It's in his own territory, but he's going to go for it. you got to play the dice you got to play the odds when you're in playoff football. No guts, no glory, as we always like to say. Fourth down and six inches to go here for the Panthers. Well, I'd guess quarterback sneak. That would be my guess right now, too. But now there seems to be some confusion in the huddle, and DeWitt may be forced to call a timeout, and they do. So we got four and a half minutes to go here in this third quarter on 92.5. It's Corona 12 and DeWitt 7. Well, the winner of this game, it certainly looks like they'll be taking on Jackson Lumen Christie, who was leading Milan 21 to nothing at the half. We did have another halftime score that found Harrison on top of Saginaw Navelle 17 to 14 at the half, and a much, much closer game than we thought we would see in that one. Novell had put up some big-time statistics on the season, but uh, the Northwood boys from Harrison coming on down and playing some head-knocking football with Novell. Fourth and a yard. DeWitt with it at their own 41. Ludwig split left. Some movement on the line. And there's a hand up in the backfield to Bartanian, and he takes it up to the 50-yard line where Whitney Banco saves a touchdown right there. 
Good penetration by the offensive line there by DeWitt. And Vartanian almost broke that one all the way. Luke Curley is slow getting up off the gridiron, and he looks like he's going to try and walk it off. He'll probably come to the sidelines right now. Cavaliers sending in two players. They're going to have to hustle an extra player off, and DeWitt gets the playoff. There's going to be a penalty flag. Too many men on the field for Corona. It's a handoff in the backfield to Vartanian. He gets about seven yards inside the 45 to about the 43, but the Cavaliers that time actually had 13 players on the field because they couldn't get all their players off that they bringing brought in. That's unfortunate. When you're going to have 13 players out there, you might as well be using them at least, not have them run off the field. That's right. It's a dead giveaway to the referee there. That might have been the easiest call these refing, this refing crew had to make all afternoon. Really, one thing I'll say about uh, this crew as compared to the one we saw last week, not really noticing much out there, and that must mean they're doing their job here today. Yeah, much better crew here today. Uh, that one last week uh, was not a good one. 4.07 to go in the third. Corona on top, 12 to 7, but DeWitt driving on the Cavaliers. Wishbone formation, Dotson fakes to his fullback, the pitch deep. It's fumbled on the field by Phillips, and he has to fall on the ball back at about the 47-yard line. Phillip that time just mishandled that pitch. It looked like it was right there, and he had all kinds of room down the left sideline, but I think he may have taken his eye off it just a little bit because he had so much green. That seemed to be the case, and things like that happen out of the flex bone offense. So it'll be third down now, and seven yards to go for the Panthers. They have it in Corona territory at the 46-yard line. Cavaliers lead it by five, 12 to seven, three and a half minutes to go here in the third. Straight wishbone again, man flanked out here in the near side. Quarterback is back to pass, looks across the middle, and it's off the fingertips of tight end Jay Larner. He was there. Larner wanted an interference call, but it was good coverage that time by Steve Sobak, and it was really one of those passes that you hear other announcers talk about because it hit him in a bad spot right in the hand. Fourth down, looks like DeWitt's going to punt. Yeah, they're going to try and play the game up field position right now. They do have the wind at their back. They have an excellent punter. They'll try and pin Corona deep. Quincy Glass standing back at about the 10. Merrill at his own 40, takes a snap, boots it up high, end over end. Quincy comes up, fields it, disdains the fair catch, breaks a couple tackles at the 20, and then takes it up to about the 27-yard line where he was tripped up that time by... Eric Ludwig, good return by Quincy, but very, very dangerous. Very dangerous with this wind out here and also looking up in that sunshine, but he caught it and gained about 15 yards. So the Cavaliers have it first in 10. They have it at their own 27-yard line, leading DeWitt 12-7 here in front of the big crowd. A lot of TV crews here today. You'll be able to see the footage tonight on the 6 o'clock news. Steve Sobeck split left, Tom Corey tight here on the right, Riley in the left slot. Broken bone, Pangborn fakes to his fullback, looks downfield, has a wide open Riley at the 45, 50, 40, 30, right straight down the middle of the field, 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, touchdown Adam Riley on the pass from Pangborn. An excellent play, Riley went out of the left slot, he was wide open and out ran everybody for a 72-yard touchdown connection. Well, that was almost too easy as Riley just broke wide open behind those three linebackers in that 6-3 set, and Pangborn hit him in stride, and nobody's going to catch Adam Riley too often. 72 yards, the Cavaliers striking quickly. Pangborn with five completions, averaging over 45 yards of completion right now. 
What an outstanding play that was by Coach Chris Curtis and his coaching staff. They found Riley from the left slot, a little look-in pass straight down the middle of the field to him. Nobody was near him, and he just outran everybody to the end zone to knock it in that south goal. 18-7 to now, Corona, as they're going to have to hurry up to the line of scrimmage and decide what play they want to run here. They're going to go for the two. And there it is. There's the flag. Too much time. The Cavaliers had confusion and took too long to think about what they wanted to do for a play. So it's going to be all that much tougher now as they mark it back five yards. The main thing is, though, the Cavaliers now are up by a couple scores, which is huge in a game like this. Yeah, I'll take an 18-7 lead at this point in the game as opposed to being down 7-18. <laughs> Anytime, huh? Anytime. I'll tell you what, they don't call you a clever guy for nothing. You, you figured that out really quick-like. That, of course, the voice of Chris McMillan. I'm Ted Patel, and you hear our wackiness on a regular basis on 92.5. Here it is, the two-point try. Pangborn looking to throw. Passes one out to Quincy. Incomplete off his fingertips on the sideline pass. And that stops the clock with, obviously, uh, 2.54 to go here in the third. Corona on top, 18-7 to over to Witten Class B regional action. 18-7, to Corona. Couple of touchdown passes here in the third quarter. A 38-yard pass from Pangborn to Tom Corey, and then a 72-yard pass from the senior Matt Pangborn to Adam Riley. And the Cavaliers on top. Here's Steve Sobeck's kick. Bouncer downfield again, fielded by one of the up guys. He takes it straight up the middle. That was, I believe, number 81, Dan Weeks, who takes it up to about the 36-yard line. He's brought down by Mike Border, so DeWitt will take over first and 10 from their own 36 with 2.49 to go here in the third. It'll be Matt Dotson, the quarterback, the little five foot nine, scrappy QB here for DeWitt. Gets the play off the bench by Chris Ripstra, his six foot three wide receiver. Ripstra will line up here on the near side. DeWitt going right to left as we're looking at it. Trying to knock it in that north goal. Here is the fake to the fullback. The pitch to the deep man, Vartanian. Cuts it upfield. Sobek brings him down. The ball's fumbled. And I think the Cavaliers have it. They do. They have it in DeWitt territory at about the 47-yard line. It was Mike Border recovering that fumble. And those are killers, Chris, because especially if the Cavaliers can not get another score, then DeWitt is in some serious trouble without much of a passing attack. Well, they're definitely killers after you just give up a touchdown to the opposing team and then fumble on your first series afterwards. Momentum is in Corona's pocket right now. Not only that, they would like to keep the clock rolling, too. We've got 2.42 to go here in the third. It's Corona 18, DeWitt 7. Cavaliers have it in DeWitt territory at the 46. Broken bone power left. Fake to the fullback. Pangborn is hit in the backfield and just crunched that time. Dan Weeks had a free shot at him from the weak side. And Pangborn, he took just a vicious shot that time, but he didn't even get phased by it. That's amazing. Uh, he's a tough kid. He's taking a lot of big hits this year, and that was just an amazing not fumbling the ball that time. Well, not good blocking that time by the Cavaliers on the right side, that's for sure. Somebody missed an assignment. And the ball's all the way back to Corona's side of the field at the 49. Broken bone again. Pangborn keeps it himself around the left end, cuts it back across the 50, almost to the original line of scrimmage. It's going to be third down and 10 coming up for the Cavaliers. Just a beautiful afternoon here from DeWitt Memorial Field. It is Class B Regional Championship action on 92.5. It's our Game 2 
of our triple header this afternoon. Morris and Detroit East Catholic coming up next. Yeah, the big Z travel in the whole state here today. Yeah, that's for sure. Our live game, Montrose at Detroit DeForest. Hope you enjoyed that one. Third down and 11. Corona fakes it. Pangborn to his fullback to Quincy around the left end. Cuts down the left sidelines and is run out of bounds. Well short of the first down. It's going to bring up fourth down and probably three or four when they put the ball down finally. Maybe even a little longer than that. And let's see if Coach Curtis decides to punt it and pin DeWitt deep here. Looks like that's what he's going to do. Now I see Brent Geeskin is in the ball game for the Cavaliers. We know he is the backup quarterback. He goes up close to the line of scrimmage. It's Van Loon back. Pangborn up close. Let's see if the Cavaliers pull a trick play, perhaps. No, it's a snap back to Van Loon. Donnie boots it downfield. Low line drive. Fielded by Larner at the 25. Takes it up to maybe the 27-yard line where he's brought down there by the Cavaliers. Looks like Geeskin was the first one in on the tackle along with Brian Fitzgerald and Mike Fallon. So it'll be DeWitt first and 10 in their own territory at about their own 27. Cavaliers getting a little greedy on that series. Got an 18-7 lead. They go through the air in the first play. When I think you got to start running some time off that clock. Well, we'll see what happens here as the final minute 13 in the third and the final quarter unfolds out of the bone. Here's Dotson, the pitch deep to his halfback, has some room. It's Phillip cutting upfield, takes it across the 30 to about the 35-yard line where he's going to be at least three yards short of the first down, but a good option that time. Brian Fitzgerald and Quincy Glass in on that tackle along with number 75, Rob Dalton in the ballgame. Under a minute to go here in the third on 92.5. It's 18-7, Corona. Cavaliers hoping to knock off their second top ten team, as according to the AP poll, in consecutive weeks. Out of the bone. Dotson looking to throw. Has a man downfield. Quincy's there and good coverage that time on Chris Ripstrup. Dotson had a man wide open earlier and just overthrew him, but this time Quincy Glass was locked on the receiver, Chris Ripstra, and the ball falls incomplete. You can fool a team once on that, but especially when you've got an 11-point lead, you should not be fooled again through the air. Yeah, the one thing you want to do defensively, obviously, is not get burnt deep on any long pass or any trick play. This time it's Eric Ludwig split here on the near side. Quarterback sneak by Dotson, takes it straight up the field, and he may have enough for the first down. Let's see if they marked his knee down first. May not have given him as good a mark as they want, but just enough for the first down. So again, Dotson reading the holes up the middle. But one thing that does, it does keep the clock running, and, and the clock is actually in the Cavaliers' favor, leading at 18-7 to here, as this may be the final play of the third. Out of the bone. Dotson fakes to his fullback. Pitch deep. It's on the field, and Corona recovers another fumble. This time it's Adam Riley recovering that fumble that time, and the Cavaliers get another big break with 14 seconds to go in the ballgame. You know, the triple option out of the wishbone is a very dangerous offense, and when you say dangerous, that goes both ways because it does sometimes create a lot of turnovers, and DeWitt really biting themselves here this afternoon. Biting themselves, huh? That's nine turnovers in two games the Cavaliers have forced. 14 seconds to go. Corona has it at the 34 of DeWitt. It's Bauer in motion at us. Dustin Bauer, a straight handoff to Mike Border up the middle. He takes it to the 30-yard line, so he gets about four yards on the carry, tripped up there by 
Dave Fielder and John Braska, but that's going to do it, folks, for the third quarter as the crowd is on their feet chanting 4-4-4 as the fourth quarter is about ready to get underway. But after three complete here from DeWitt Memorial Field, it is Corona 18 and DeWitt 7. This C-92-5 Catholic Classic football game was previously recorded from a prior broadcast. Fast Eddie's has 16 locations around the state and they offer the great products and services they have become famous for and you trust. Purchase a Fast Eddie's Valvoline Synthetic Oil and Filter Change. Get a free pair of Valvoline wiper blades on the spot. And they'll install them for free. That's a $20 value. Or choose a free Valvoline fuel system cleaner and enjoy improved engine performance and better gas mileage. Only from Fast Eddie's Car Wash and Oil Change Centers. Fast Eddie's, a name you can trust. Cadwallader Lord Hahn, your local full-service auto owner's insurance agent. Call 725-7134. Save by insuring your home, business, life, boat, or car with no problem. Auto owner's insurance agent, CLH Insurance at 200 West Exchange Street in Owasso. Call 725-7134 or visit them online at clh-insurance.com. CLH Insurance is a proud sponsor of high school sports on Z92.5 at Castle and wishes all area high school athletes good luck this season. When Mother Nature leaves you broken, branches or toppled trees, call Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Farrell's does tree work in all four seasons, has three certified arborists on staff, and offers the latest technology in tree health care. They also sell firewood year-round and are licensed by the Michigan Department of Agriculture. Check them out online at ferrellstree.com or call 989-862-4453. Experienced, equipped, and insured. Ferrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. The COVID crisis has made every trip outside your home stressful. That's why it's so important to choose a health care provider that puts patient safety and compassionate care above all else. Memorial Healthcare is the only hospital in mid-Michigan to earn an A for safety and a four-star rating for quality care from national organizations. That's because Memorial Healthcare makes you their number one priority. Memorial's commitment has made them number one in safety and number one in quality care in mid-Michigan. The choice is yours. The choice is clear. The choice is Memorial Healthcare. William Graham, tax and accounting in Corona, has been servicing mid-Michigan since 1985. Professional tax and bookkeeping services for individuals, corporations, and the self-employed, along with partnerships. Conveniently located on Bacchus Street in Corona, a couple of blocks from McCurdy Park. If you have questions, contact the experienced staff and schedule your free consultation. For more details on William Graham Tax and Accounting, stop by or give them a call and find them online at grahamaccounting.biz. Your number one sports fans, Auto Owners Insurance and Oaks Fisher Insurance is a winning combination. They'll work with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, and secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no problem people. Visit Oaks Fisher Insurance on Water Street in Owasso today. Go online at oaksfisher.com or call 989-723-3011.
Appleby Oil and Propane has been your local choice for fuel needs since 1975, and they are proud to serve Shiawassee, Clinton, and Saginaw counties with excellent customer service and over 25 years of experience in the petroleum industry. They carry a full range of farm fuels, soy diesels, premium diesel, fuel, NL gas, and 90-octane recreational gas, which is excellent for chainsaws, lawnmowers, and all small engines. Shop local with a name you know and trust for fuel online at applebyoil.com. This C-925 Castle Classic football game was previously recorded from a prior broadcast. Well, it's the final 12 here on JSZ. I'm Ted Patel. My partner is Chris McMillan, and we've had a whale of a game here on a beautiful afternoon, but right now it is Corona on top, 18-7 to over DeWitt. The Cavaliers have the ball at the DeWitt 30-yard line. Second down and seven. Out of the straight wishbone. Hand off to Quincy Glass between left guard and tackle. Gets about three yards on the carry. Brought down by Jay Larner and defensive end Rob Elliott. Hope you enjoyed our live game for this afternoon. Montrose and DeBoris. This is game number two live on tape. Corona and DeWitt. And game number three, the nightcap with John Patel and Ed Ostapo. It will be Morris and Detroit East Catholic in what should be a heck of a battle. Yeah, these triple headers on Z remind me of that New Year's Day football all day long. You better believe it. It might be a new tradition we're going to have here. Broken bone, power to the right with glass in that slot. Here's a straight handoff to Mike Border. Border takes it up to the 25, maybe just across the 25. He's going to be about a yard short, and it's going to be fourth down coming up for the Cavaliers. You know they're in four-down territory now. Oh, absolutely. They want to keep that clock moving as much as they can and uh, take another 25 seconds off every time they snap the ball. Absolutely. Well, we've got our first minute gone here in the fourth quarter. Corona up 18-7. to Fourth and a yard from the 25-yard line of DeWitt. Sobak splits out on the far side. Glass will go in that slot right next to tackle Larry Clay. Border and Dustin Bauer in the backfield. It's a straight handoff to Mike Border, and he has stood up at the line of scrimmage. I don't think he has it. It's going to be close, but I don't think he has quite enough for the first down. But let's wait and see if they bring the chains out. It appears to be short from up here, and it is short as DeWitt gets it back. 10.36 to go. 18-7, Corona on top of the Panthers. Oh, that is a big play. Great stop by the DeWitt Panther defense. They just bottled up border. He had no room, and they get the ball back. And what it did, Chris, is it, it continued to make this a game. If the Cavaliers would have knocked in a score on that drive, it was over. DeWitt still has plenty of time to operate here. Out of the wishbone, the senior quarterback, Matt Dotson, Straight handoff up the middle to Nate Powell, and he maybe gets the line of scrimmage where he's stacked up by the front wall of the Cavaliers. Not only did that play not gain anything, there's going to be another 25, 30 seconds off the clock here before they can get another playoff. If I'm DeWitt, I'm thinking right now about maybe hurrying up things just a little bit and try and get more plays, or as many plays as I can get off. Ten minutes to go in this ballgame. Dotson breaks the Panthers out of their huddle. He'll flank a man way out on the far side. That's Chris Ripstra. Out of the bone. Here comes a handoff coming back. No, Dotson keeps it himself. Takes it upfield for about four yards. 
more time's going to go off the clock. It's paying more in on the tackle, along with big number 75, Rob Dalton. I had a chance yesterday to go over to the Cavalier Pep Assembly and do the player introductions, Chris, and Rob Dalton's a very popular young man at, at Corona, I can tell you that much. All right. Had a lot of fun. Had some nicknames for all the seniors. We may pass some of these along later on today or even next week if we're still here. 9.20 to go. It's third down and about five. Dotson fakes a handoff, keeps it himself in the backfield, and he is sacked. Don Van Loon and Mike Border were there on the sack, and you know what's happening right now, partner. DeWitt trying to throw some trick plays in there and fool the Cavaliers, but uh, that's exactly what Corona's expecting, and they're doing a good job covering uh, deep receivers. Well, it's tough to come from behind when you're not a team that throws the football all year long, and they're a team that usually wins most games without having to come from behind, and uh, tough to throw when you're not used to it. So it is a punting situation now for DeWitt. 8.46 to go, 18-7, Corona. Sean Merrill back at his own seven. Now they send a man in motion. They're going for a fake. They're going to try a pass downfield, and it's knocked down by Jason Doggett. The intended receiver was number 80 there, Ryan Petty. And it's incomplete, and now Corona will have it in tremendous field position as we start our final eight and a half minutes. Matt Pangborn, he'll call the play at the line of scrimmage. Quincy Glass in the left slot, Sobek split left. You can bet they'll keep it on the ground now, and Pangborn keeps it himself across the 20, down to the 15-yard line, brought down by Brad Zelaskowski that time for the Panthers. But right now, Chris, you get the feeling, you can kind of just see it down on the sidelines for DeWitt that uh, you know they may have finally run out of gas here in the playoffs. Well, I won't say that for, quite, for a few minutes yet here. This DeWitt team is used to winning great tradition, and they will never quit. There's no doubt about that, but we've got eight minutes to go. The Cavaliers at the 15 of DeWitt. One more score, I think you'll say it. Here's Pangmore, keeps it himself again, straight up the middle, and takes it to about the 12-yard line, so he's going to be about a yard short. Third down coming up for the Cavaliers. Yeah, don't get me wrong. This game certainly is not over, at least on the scoreboard time-wise, but I just you just get that feeling. Obviously, it's going to be an uphill battle. This team doesn't lose too many games on this field. Of course, they've got the famous scoreboard with a Panther on top of it that blows out fire after every score, and it's only been one time here today. 18-7, Corona. Third and a yard. Out of the wishbone. Pangborn takes a handoff, hands it to Quincy, and Glass dives up to the 10-yard line. That's going to be a first down for the Cavaliers. They'll stop the clock temporarily, but the Cavaliers will at least get four more downs here offensively as long as they can hang on to the ball. Shaking up Panther on the field right now. It's Brian Wardell coming up very, very slowly. Looks like he may have hurt his arm, and the coaching staff comes out to take a look. They'll have to come out at least for a play here, or the Panthers will be charged with a timeout. So on the injury timeout, 7.13 to go, 18-7. to 7. It's Corona over to it. The winner of this game will be taking it on. It looks like it's Jackson Lumen Christie who was... Solidly ahead of Milan at half, 21 to nothing. And Lumen Christie, the last couple of years, has, at least during the regular season and beginning of the playoffs, been touted as one of the top teams in the state no matter what class. First and goal for the Cavaliers. The ball, the nose of the football just on the DeWitt side of the 10-yard line. Trying to knock it in that north end zone. Pangborn 
Takes a snap, a deep pitch to Glass. It's on the field. Pangborn has to come back and knocks it out of bounds. Good heads up play by Pangborn. He knocks it out of bounds at about the 24-yard line. And now we have some talking on the field between the two teams. It's been a very hard-hitting game, very cleanly played here this afternoon. A little bit different than last Friday. Last or last Saturday, rather. It got very chippy out there between Corona and Millington, using a hockey term. Well, that's it. that last play is exactly why this game is not over yet. Exactly. Well, you're right. A, a pitch is very dangerous, especially when you're leading, and you just don't want to turn it over. Third down and goal from the 23. Mix up in the backfield, but finally Border gets it and takes it down to maybe the 20-yard line. So it'll bring up third down and goal from 20 yards out. Six and a half minutes to go, 18-7 to Corona. Neither team can score in the first quarter. The Cavaliers drew first blood on a one-yard sneak by Matt Pangborn, but DeWitt took the lead 7-6 to on a Matt Dotson sneak with 22 seconds to go in the first half. His point after was good, made it 7-6, to but the Cavaliers scored a couple long touchdown passes in the third quarter to take an 18-7 lead. Broken bone, glass in the right slot. Here's Pangborn. He comes with a reverse this way to dog it. One man to beat. He crosses the 20. Can't quite get past him, and then he is... Knocked down at about the 13-yard line. Great open field tackle by Rob Elliott, or Doggett would have went in from 20 yards out for the TD. But a good tackle, and it looks like Cavaliers are going to go with their field goal team and try and make it 21-7. to I think a good move here by Coach Chris Curtis. Five and a half minutes to go here in the ballgame. Front up 18-7. to It'll be from the left hash. Wind at the back of the senior Steve Sobak, but it looks like the spot he's kicking from is really worn down. So let's see if he can get any footing here. Quincy Glass kneeling at the 20, a 30-yard attempt. Snap is good. Sobak kicks it up, and it's got the distance, and it is good from 30. Steve Sobak tees it up and gets the Cavaliers on top now, 21-7. to Cavaliers up by two scores now. Yeah, two touchdowns and two conversions, and that was a huge field goal. Cavaliers, if they did not score the field goal there, could have been beaten with two touchdowns, and they still can depending on the conversion attempts. Well, let's see what happens, but of course, the key factor is DeWitt has got to knock it in the end zone twice. It'll be Sobak. Let's see if he keeps it on the ground as he has been, or see if he kicks it now with the wind at his back deep. Cavaliers... I would think would keep it down on the ground to try and prevent a long return. 5.13 to go. It's 21-7, Corona. Another stellar performance by the defense. Sobek kicks another low bouncer. Finally fielded by one of DeWitt's players, number 22 that time. It is Eric Ludwig, and Ludwig takes it up to maybe the 25-yard line where the man at the bottom of the pile, number 40, Jim Vondolosky, brings him down. So 75 yards away here for DeWitt. They trail by 14, 21-7 to the Corona Cavaliers here in the Class B Regional Championship on 92.5. We're proud to be here, and we're proud of all our sponsors who are making this broadcast possible, along with all our broadcast on JSZ. Going with four receivers here on this side of the field. Dotson looking to throw. Throws one over the middle, complete, and he has a man out in the open. Number 17 on the reception, Rob Elliott. Elliott takes it up to the 45-yard line. This is the modified version of the run and shoot. Four wideouts here on the near side of the field. Shotgun formation of the quarterback, Dotson. That stops the clock temporarily. 
Now they start it back up. Again, same formation. Four wideouts this side. Dotson completes another pass. Now the flea flicker. It's flipped back to one of his linemen that time. The pass was complete to number 22, Eric Ludwig. And then Ludwig pitched it back to his offensive lineman, Brad Zielaskowski. And they got about six yards on the carry to midfield. High school playoff football at its best with five minutes to go and you're down. Nothing but tricks. Absolutely. Four wideouts this side again. Dotson has some room up the middle, breaks one tackle, and then fumbles it but falls back on the ball. But we have a flag on the field. Backed a couple of those flags out there right now. And there hasn't been that many here this afternoon. As I mentioned, it has been a well-played, hard-hitting game here. And we have illegal formation here. Offsides, DeWitt. So a mark-off will go against the Panthers. 4.14 to go here in this ballgame. Corona on top, 21-7. to Looking for their first ever regional football championship. And what can you say for the job that Chris Curtis and his coaches, Mark Clough, and uh, also Buck Heine have, have put together here. Coach Chris Curtis, now what, is he 28 years old, 27, 28 years old, firmly in charge of the system. You know, he reminds me of, you know who. Me? A much younger Nick Anise. Okay, you made the comparison, not me. He's got a long ways to go, but he does remind me of him. Here's the pass downfield. Glass knocks it out of bounds. It was intended for 22, Eric Ludwig. And Quincy, the ball held up in the air a little bit. And Quincy knocked it out of bounds. And that will bring up third down now and 10 yards to go back at the DeWitt 45. And making that comparison, Ted, the only thing I'm talking about, one thing you're probably talking about is how he relates to these kids and motivates, and he is definitely a motivator. That, along with the fact that he is thoroughly in charge of the football program. Here's Dotson back to pass. Set it up a pass over on the left side, and incomplete, in and out of the hands of tight end Jay Larner. Whitney Banco was right there to make sure, even if he caught that ball, it was only going to be a three-yard gain, so... Here it is, do or die time for DeWitt. Fourth down and ten. We're a second under four minutes to go. 3.59 left in this contest. 21 to seven. It's Corona over DeWitt. I think one thing you can say about Coach Curtis, you can throw that young stuff out. Just call him a good coach because that's what he is no matter what age he is. But he's, he's got a long career ahead of him. Absolutely right. He's put together a fine program. This is only his third year. 23 and seven coming in. Been to the playoffs a couple times with that unbeaten team in 94 in the regular season. Here's Dotson going to keep it himself around the left end. Has some room. He's got enough for the first down. And as you said a little earlier, Chris, there is absolutely no die in this DeWitt team. As Dotson had a fourth and ten and takes it upfield for about an 11 or 12-yard gain and keeps the DeWitt Panther crowd breathing all in unison here. Great heads-up play by Dotson. He doesn't want to play his last game here. He'll send four wideouts here on this side of the field again. Takes the snap out of the gun. Throws it out, and it's complete to his wide receiver, and it was caught by Nate Powell. He was stopped short of the first down, and the clock will continue to run. 3.28 to go here in the ballgame. This game is definitely not over. If DeWitt can knock it in the end zone for a touchdown, they'll have that onside kick attempt, and anything can happen in high school sports. Three wide, four wide outs here this side. Dotson throws a pass, complete this time to Phillip. He is stuck right around the 20-yard line, but he's going to have a first down here, DeWitt. 
Dotson putting the ball right on the money, and the Cavaliers are having a hard time covering four wideouts. 3.09 to go, still quite a bit on the clock. 21-7, Corona. Four wideouts again, the Panthers. A ball over here on this side. Dotson looks over the middle, incomplete this time, as that was one of the few poorly thrown passes he has had as he was trying to hit Rob Elliott that time on the post. It does stop the clock with 2.58 to go in the ballgame here on 92.5. I'm Ted Fattel. My partner's Chris McMillan, and it's Corona 21, DeWitt 7 in this live-on-tape broadcast of the Class B Regional Final from DeWitt Memorial Field. Same formation, the four wideouts on this side. Dotson looking to throw, goes to the end zone this time. Overthrows everybody as Steve Sobak dives at it. Nearly crashes into the camera stand over there in the end zone. Again, stops the clock with 2.53 left in this contest. DeWitt coming into this ball game tonight, scoring 236 points on the, on the season in their 10 games, a 23.6 average scoring-wise. The Cavalier defense really risen to the occasion again. Dotson this time takes the shotgun snap, keeps it himself around right end. This time it's Bondolowski and Adam Riley in on the tackle, and they bring down Dotson for a big loss. And the clock will continue to run as he couldn't get out of bounds. So it's going to bring up fourth down and about 13 yards to go here for the Panthers. Well, you got to throw one into the end zone here real fast. DeWitt's only loss on the season coming in week number nine to Mason, 28-7. to Of course, Mason, always a member, it seems like, of the football playoffs. This time DeWitt goes to a little different type of formation here. And there's some confusion, and the Panthers are going to have to call a timeout. Not enough guys on the line of scrimmage that time for DeWitt. So the clock is stopped with 2.07 left, 21-7, Corona over DeWitt. And no matter who wins this game, it looks like they're going to be playing Jackson Lumen Christie because they're up 31-0. And it is. Uh, we won't say quite yet on this ball game, but the winner of this game will be taking on Jackson Lumen Christie next week. It might be at uh, Flint's Atwood Stadium, but that's all speculation right now. It also could perhaps be somewhere here in Lansing. It'll be a neutral site. And uh, the site will be announced on Monday. So keep it locked here to 92.5 for all the details. Here it is, 4th and 13 to win. At the 25, shotgun back to Dotson. Looking to throw, has a little timing. He's hitting the back. And let's see if it's a fumble or an incomplete pass. It looks like it's a fumble. And it looks like Corona is going to have it, folks. And right now with two minutes to go. All they have to do is keep it on the ground. They can just kneel on it if they want. They may not be able to run the clock out, though, with two minutes to go, but it is definitely looking more and more now. you feel a little more comfortable saying who you think might win? Well, I feel a little more comfortable, but I've seen too many games, played in too many games where strange stuff happens. So until that clock's throwing up zeros up there, that's, that's when I'll say it's over. All right. You, you know, I'm usually the more conservative one. I think playoff fever has gotten to me. Two minutes to go, 21-7, Corona, the Cavaliers with the ball. Matt Pangborn's played a stellar game for the Cavaliers at quarterback. Hands it off to Dustin Bauer. He tries to get around the right end, puts the head down, and takes it up to the 30-yard line for about a four-yard gain. Dustin was unable to participate early in the season due to a separated shoulder, but he's coming on strong here and getting a lot of PT here in the, the playoffs. 
Clock continues to run. It was about a four-yard gain now where they put it. It's at the 30-yard line of Corona. Cavaliers lead it 21-7. Out of the wishbone this time. Pangburn will use as much clock as he possibly can here. Now he sets the Cavalier line, takes the snap, straight hand off to Quincy. Glass running very hard, takes it across the 35 to about the 40-yard line. They'll finally mark him at the 39, but it's a first and 10 to Cavaliers. And right now, with a minute 13 to go, once they set the chains, now you can kneel on it and run the clock out. Yeah, it's over now, Ted. Corona gets their first regional championship in school history, and it's pretty sweet. Well, as soon as we have our final commercial words here, partner, I'm going to make my way down on the field and have a post-game interview with Coach Curtis and maybe even a player or two, so you're going to want to keep it locked here to 92.5. It is going to be kneel down time for the Cavaliers, and it has been an unbelievable season here for Corona. Not a bad season at all for the DeWitt Panthers either. They have played a very, very gutty game here, but... You know, they, they had a fight off the Cavaliers in the first half. It looked like they got some momentum going as they took a 7-6 to six lead into the halftime locker room and also received the second-half kickoff. But the Cavaliers stopped DeWitt in that initial drive of the second half and really pretty much took over from that point on. 20 seconds to go. This is going to be the final snap here as Corona is going to improve to 9-2 and two on the season and move to the regional championship game against Jackson Lumen Christie, a first ever in the storied history of Corona Cavalier football. The Cavaliers pick up a Class B regional championship over here in DeWitt, 21-7 over the Panthers, and you heard it all here live on tape on WJSZ, and we'll be back next Saturday live from wherever the next site is, the Class B semifinals when Corona does battle with Jackson Lumen Christie. Keep it right here as I make my way down in the field. We'll have our final commercial spots and also our statistics, and then we'll have our talk with Coach Chris Curtis. Well, a huge win for the Cavaliers. Class B regional champions. How sweet it is. The Cavaliers win it over to it, 21-7. to Both teams fought to a scoreless first quarter, but the action really started in that second quarter. The Cavaliers drew first blood, scoring at the 10:43 mark of the second on a one-yard quarterback sneak by Matt Pangborn, who played just a flawless game here for the Golden Black. The team is on the field right now, by the way, receiving their regional championship hardware, and as I mentioned, I'll be down there talking with Coach Chris Curtis in just a moment. DeWitt came right back, though, finally getting their wishbone offense untracked, and with 22 seconds to go in the first quarter, they scored the equalizer on a one-yard sneak by Matt Dotson. The point after was good by Dotson, and that brought us to halftime 7-6. to six. Of course, the key play in that drive was a 63-yard run down the left sideline by Tony Phillip on the option pitch. Cavaliers, though, did the rest of the scoring. After the halftime adjustments, Corona came out of the third-quarter gate and stopped DeWitt on their initial drive after they received the kick, and then the Cavaliers took it downfield and then scored with 5.53 to go in the third on a 38-yard pass completion from Matt Pangborn to Tom Corey, and I believe, I'm pretty sure it was Tom Corey's first pass reception of the season. Two-point try was stuck, but the Cavaliers regained the lead for good 12-7. 
And with 2.54 to go in the ballgame, the Cavaliers sealed it on a scintillating 72-yard touchdown pass from Pangborn to Adam Riley out of the left slot. Two-point pass was no good, but the Cavaliers were firmly in control, 18-7. And then they wrapped up the scoring in the fourth quarter with 5.13 left on a 30-yard field goal by Steve Sobag. So the Cavaliers pick up a first ever in football history, a regional championship. Statistics look like this. Kerner was led offensively by Matt Pangborn, who had 48 yards on the ground. But the big story today was Matt's throwing. He completed 5 out of 10 for 183 yards and a couple of scores. Matt having a great game individually, leading his Cavaliers to their regional championship. DeWitt, on the other hand, had 161 yards on the ground. Dotson was 4 out of 14 through the air. Most of those coming in that last-ditch effort there in the fourth quarter. 445 yards. Total offense today for DeWitt of 209 yards. And the Cavaliers once again have their first regional championship. Now we're going to go down to the field now and talk to uh, Coach Curtis as Ted Fidel's down there with the coach. Coach Chris Curtis, what a job by the Cavaliers here this afternoon. Just a tremendous job defensively once again, shutting down their wishbone attack other than one play. I mean, did you do anything really special on your defense? We did notice up in the booth that you had a little wider splits than you normally do. Quarterback kind of took some hits up the middle on that uh, wide split, but you really shut them down on the outside. Um, Coach Club and Coach Heine uh, just did an outstanding job of changing up the defense from a 40 to, to a, a, base, a 43 to a 42 and um, getting some extra help on the outside. And our kids are just flying all over the field again today. And, and that's the number one thing, just the effort and the amount of intensity that we've played with the last two weeks. And that really helps. Well, it was a total team effort, that's for sure. Great job again defensively, but offensively, I mean, your quarterback, Matt Pangborn, played pretty much a flawless game running your offense. Your coaching staff put together a great game plan, passing the ball against this 6-3 defense by them. I mean, two huge plays in the second half really sealed it, and they were touchdown passes. And was that Tom Corey's first reception of the year? Yeah, yeah that, was, that was Tom's first couple passes he caught last night in practice those are the first pass. that was the first pass he caught all year long so uh and and, and that was those were matt's first pa uh, touchdown passes he's thrown since last year so um just some huge plays by by you know some real step up type players and and we knew we're going to have to have that again next week if we have a chance to get into the silverdome okay coach this is a very special broadcast even though it's on tape it's quite a thrill for i know our listeners at home if you don't mind you got some uh, seniors that i can chat with here i know you had some of the seniors talking at the pep Assembly yesterday. Just like to get them a little radio air time here, if that's all right with you. Yeah, that'd be great. Why don't we get our captains up here? Uh, Larry Clay and Steve Sobeck. Uh, uh, Matt Pangborn right now is talking to somebody else, and then Adam Riley right here. All right, let's start out with the dirtiest player here, and I mean by his uniform. Adam Riley, one of the Rock'em Sock'em robots. Adam, just a tremendous job here in your career, and your career is not over yet, obviously, as you're going to be taking on Jackson Lumen Christie next week. Uh, were you itching a little bit to get back in action when you were injured there for a couple of games? Yeah, I was just, um, I wasn't practicing, I wasn't doing anything, so I was just tired of just sitting around and just wanted to get back in action and start playing, hit some heads around. To feel good, pretty pretty good out there today in this wishbone, shutting down that attack. Back-to-back -back weeks after Millington last week, no letdowns whatsoever, but uh, you really shut down this high-powered DeWitt team. I think we just have a defense that's just, we're small, but I mean, we're quick and we just get after it and they run, and we just run right after them, and when we get there, we hit them. 
All right, outstanding. Let's go now to uh, wide receiver starting. Well, let's first of all go over here to the other Rock'em Sock'em robot, Larry Clay. Big play, Larry Clay. Nice job out there today, going both ways along with your partner over here, Adam Riley. Uh, which do you rather play, offense or defense? Defense by far, yeah. All right, any keys today in, in your victory here today on uh, how you shut down this team? Uh, we just hit them. We hit them, and uh, they didn't want to come after us anymore. Just stopping them. You had one thing to say about this year's edition of Corona Cavalier football. What would it be? War team. One heartbeat all the way. All right, absolutely. All right, let's go over here to Steve Sobak, the slash man. Steve, another man that has uh, played very, very well both ways for the Cavaliers. Last week, I think perhaps the best game that I've ever seen you play in the defense coming up from a cornerback position. You had your hands full again today. Was there anything special you had a key on? Well, uh, they throw especially to their tight end, and we just had to try and pick him up coming across on a drag play. We did a pretty good job of it, but they didn't throw the ball too much. I notice also all season long that uh, you like getting in one-on-one -on -one coverage, and quarterback Matt Pangborn has uh, done a pretty good job getting the ball out to you. He had a great game today. What can you say about your senior quarterback? Oh, yeah, he played a great game today. Threw the ball well. We just, the play selection was just great. All the uh, Receivers were wide open and Matt threw the ball. Great. Well, let's talk to that man right now. Senior quarterback Matt Pangborn, congratulations on this big victory here today. You guys know you are a part of history as first ever football regional champions. You know, it's been a long history of Corona Cavalier football, but you are proud members all by yourself right now. And I've got the leader right here, Matt Pangborn, the quarterback. Just a tremendous game. This may have been best game ever. Do you think so? Um, I think so. I'd have to say uh, I really believe we uh, hung together well and uh, came out on top. Well, I noticed from the midpoint of the season, you really have uh, thrown the ball outstanding as far as accuracy and perfect spirals. Is there anything that you worked on specifically to get yourself to this point? Which, as you know, for a team to proceed in the playoffs and do well, you got to be led by that quarterback, and you're doing an outstanding job. Thanks. Um, I don't think I've done anything special. I just have a lot of confidence in the, in the line up front, so I can just relax back there and deliver the ball. All right, well, that's going to do it, folks. It is the Credit Cavaliers regional champions here from DeWitt. So with that, we're going to say it's a wrap-up. The Cavaliers pick up the regional championship 21-7, to and let's send it right back to the studios now and get prepared for that Morris contest. This C-92.5 Castle Classic football game was previously recorded from a prior broadcast. WJSE, Ashley Owasso, C-92.5, The Castle. Mars Furniture and Mattress in Owasso is your locally owned hometown furniture store and is proud to support high school sports. Mars is mid-Michigan's premium source for Amish-made furniture. This solid wood furniture comes directly from the finest Amish craftsmen in Indiana and Ohio. It's built to last for a lifetime, and Mars has the best prices in the state. Mars has quick financing approval right there while you wait and credit options to fit your needs. Stop in today at Mars Furniture and Mattress on M21 in Owasso and check them out on Facebook today. Your number one St. John's Red Wing fans, Auto Owners Insurance and Alabama and Brubaker Insurance Agency is a winning combination. They'll work with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, and secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no problem people. Visit them in St. John's and East Lansing or online at abins.com. Alibi and Brubaker Insurance is your local independent auto owner's agent and a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle.
The second half page of the MHSAA website gets you closer to the action with features on high school sports from around the state, weekly coaches association rankings, and coverage of MHSAA tournament finals. It's a great read with fresh content nearly every weekday during the school year. Make the MHSAA second half your first stop for high school sports information. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Bex Trailer Superstore sells more aluminum trailers than any other dealer in America, and the brand they trust is Legend Trailer. Bex has carried dozens of trailer brands over the years, and none of them stack up to the Legend Trailers, which are built right here in Michigan by Michigan workers. Stop in the Bex to see the superior Legend quality firsthand, or give one of their trailer specialists a call to learn more about why Legend is far and away. Michigan's number one trailer brand. If you appreciate quality, value, and longevity, then you'll appreciate Bex Trailer Superstore and Legend Trailer. Hub Tire is there for you with the best service for all your tire and suspension needs. They've been taking care of your automotive needs for decades, priding themselves on honesty and the best service around. Hub Tire can handle anything from a Chevy Cobalt to a motorhome, including semis and farm service. Open Monday through Friday. Call today at 989-224-3218. Stop in on Business 27, north of M21 in St. John's, or visit hubtires.com. Tony Young and the entire Young family salute all mid-Michigan area athletes. At Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC, they know it takes teamwork to be successful. So from the young team to your team, have a great season. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso invite you to drive a little, save a lot. Visit them online at youngautosales.com. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC are proud supporters of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Hey, sports fans, it's a great day at Sports Scene. Pick up a copy of our newest magazine at your local high school sporting event or at a retail outlet near you. Great stories on your favorite high school and student athletes. Looking for sports photos? Sports Scene has them. We are at the games. Check us out at highschoolsportscene.com. See thousands of photos and stories at highschoolsportscene.com. Keeping our high schools and student athletes in the news. Z92.5 The Castle is a proud supporter of high school sports and sports scene. Victory Heating and Cooling, serving all of mid-Michigan, is proud to feature Train Heating and Cooling products. Train has the right system for your home. Victory Heating and Cooling has Michigan's best HVAC installers and service crews in the business and would love and appreciate the opportunity to serve you and your home. Victory Heating and Cooling featuring train products, the best team with the best products for your home. Visit VictoryHeatingAndCooling.com or call 989-224-7171. The Ovid Service Agency and Auto Owners Insurance make a great team and are proud to serve Ovid and surrounding communities. Greg, Luke, and Jenny Martin Thank you for choosing Ovid Service Agency as your local auto owner's independent agent. Ovid Service Agency offers a wide range of policies to fit your insurance needs. Stop in and see them in downtown Ovid or call 989-834-2288. Visit them online at ovidserviceagency.com and like them on Facebook. 
Ovid Service Agency is a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. The Drive of the Game is brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso, saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. Well, we do have a Drive of the Game for you. About 5.53 left to go in the third quarter. The Cavs took the lead for good on the 38-yard pass from Matt Pangborn to Tom Corey, his first catch of the year. Our Drive of the Game, sponsored by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso. Well, thanks again for tuning in to this evening's Castle Classic, brought to you by Aldermans and Lennon, Allaby and Brubaker Insurance, Appleby Oil and Propane, Bex Trailer Superstore, CLH Insurance, Fast Eddie's, Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal, Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, Graham's Accounting, Hub Tire Center, Jacob's Insurance, also KP Auto Body, Mars Furniture, Memorial Healthcare, Oaks Fisher Insurance, Ovid Service Agency, Sports Scene, Victory Heating and Cooling Young, Buick GMC, Young Chevrolet Cadillac, and Three Point Podcast. Tune in next week at around 645 for the exciting reboot of live football right here on the castle. Until then, I'm Ted Patel saying stay safe out there and bye just for now. Another variety of the 80s, 90s, and now. All the music I want to hear. The station serving Morris, Lennon, St. John's, Westphalia, Chesaning, Lanesburg, St. Louis, and a little bitty piece of Lansing. WJSC, Ashley Owasso. It's awesome, yeah. C92.5, the castle.